Hello, everybody. Welcome to the season finale of season two. Uh, we're going to do our top ten list. This is Screen Champs. I'm your host, Dubs, here with my co-host, the Mad Man Moan. What's going on, brother? What's happening, man? Uh, top ten. I'm excited. Top ten of 2022. Uh, it's coming a little late, but you know what? That's fine. We, you know, Life gets busy. And when we started this, I mean, I've said this a thousand times, but we were literally doing nothing else. And uh, it was still hard to keep up with a little bit. And now we've uh, started working 40 plus hours a week. And uh, yeah, it's pretty difficult. Also, like just total life changes. Like I I now live with another person and you got stuff going on too, you know. So there, there's a lot happening. But uh, I'm happy to you know lock this top 10 in, man. I'm stoked. Me too, dude. I just love like lists and I love sharing them. I love just telling people. Like, I, I just share off my list so much. I'm just happy to, just to tell the whole world now. Yeah, I mean, that's, and see, that's the other thing, too. I also like the list. And we have a friend who sent his list to, like, our chat. Like, oh, these are my top movies of 2022. And I was still, like, protecting mine. And I was like, yeah. oh, no. Okay. I cannot wait to show the world my list. And uh, so, I think yeah. I moved it. I think yeah. I moved some. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. And so it's, it's just nice to, you know, now feel a little free with it. Because I know even with each other, we're, like, slightly guarded. I mean, we'll make comments, like, yeah, it's probably a top 10 one, this and that. But... For the most part, we do keep our list uh, hidden. We did share them today, obviously. Last year, I think it was notable that we had no movies overlapping. So our top 10 lists was just 20 different movies, which is crazy in a whole year of movies, but that's just the way it was. This year, that was not the case. We do have five movies overlapping in our list. So we are going to jump back and forth through our top 10s to make sure... You know, just to just to kind of start from the bottom and go up. But if someone has a movie higher, we're just going to wait till we get to their number. Um, so there was going to be some bouncing around on our list. But it was nice to have some carryover, some some of the same movies. I kind of felt crazy last year just how that worked out. Yeah, I mean. Okay, well then I guess I think it's um I think I think you you should start us off here. Uh, hit us with your number ten movie, Madman. Dude, so if you know the Madman, there's going to be mm. like movies on the list that you're like, yeah, of course that's going to be on there. And uh, I'm so happy this movie stayed because it's something that, like, it's just, I feel like they made it for me. And it's simple, but it's dope. It's um, Hustle. You love this game. I mean, love it with your whole heart. Because if you don't, let's not even bother. Let's not open that door. They're just going to slam it right in our face. I love this game. I live this game. And there's a thousand other guys waiting in the wings who are obsessed with this game. Obsession is going to be talent every time. You got all the talent in the world, but are you obsessed? Is it all you ever think about? Let's face it. It's you against you out there. When you walk on that court... You have to think I am the best guy out there. I don't care if LeBron's playing. So let me ask you again. Do you love this game? Huge fan of Adam Sandler. Huge fan of basketball. Bo Cruz is my dude. Um, And I just love this movie. And if you've never seen it, uh, if you didn't watch it after we recommended it, um, it's pretty much about a baseball, I mean, a basketball scout who discovers a phenomenal street ball player while in Spain and sees the prospect as his opportunity to get back into the NBA. And so my man, you know, Adam Sandler, he's working for the Celtics, right? Is it the Celtics organization he's working with? Was right? it the Celtics? I think it was the was 76ers, it? no? 
It was the Sixers. I mean, they're all the same, right? Like, all, <laughs> no one cares about them. Um, I think it was the Sixers. I think he ends up plot twist. He ends up going to the Celtics. Oh, and they get their own like, guy. But okay, um, so he's a basketball scout for the 76ers who discovers a hot hot shot Spanish player. Underdog story, you know, this guy, troubled guy, Bo Cruz. We talked about it. He's got a daughter, he's got a mom, he's you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Like he's just uh he's just like a goon, you know, like he gets in trouble. That's why he hasn't been able to get there, but he gets there, and it's it's just a really good, really good feel good story. Basketball is dope. I, I like I, I get so upset when I watch a sports movie and you're like well they're clearly not doing it right you know like they're clear like what what is this like there's a there's a disney movie that they always make fun of with the girl she's like is, is it double team is it double team oh i'm not sure but bro there's this clip <laughs> and this chick's on this ball and she's like like she's not even dribbling she's just kind of moving her shoulders yeah like with force mm. and then she like crosses someone kind like it's it's not believable yeah i feel like i've seen a clip where someone just like Fakes to the left, right, like just back and yep. forth, like fakes yep. the pass and just never. That's does the it. one. Yeah, okay. that's the one. Yeah, yeah, Trash. Like it's just it is not believable. Um, God bless that movie, you know. But uh, uh, in Hustle, I mean, these are legit guys. Anthony Edwards is in it. He's a, like, yeah. just I hate him, bro. He starts talking about like banging his mom or some or like doing weird stuff. Yeah, I don't know. it's intense. It's not yeah, fun stuff guy. to hear when you're playing basketball. No, no, no. I'm all about trash talk, but it's also like you don't talk about moms, yeah. Hundred percent. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I just love the movie a lot. It's a really good, feel good movie. I gave it 95. It was really Whoa. high. Yeah, yeah. But it's like I just loved it. It was so good. Adam Sandler. You got basketball. Like, what more do you want? It was great. And then we have that one crazy guy, the crazy guy from Alpha Dog. He's in it. What's his name? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my okay. gosh! I just said Ben, or is it Ben? Or? Ben Foster. Yeah, ben, ben Foster, Foster weird yeah. ass. Yeah, he's that's crazy. Being an asshole. Yeah. I just, I always see him just with a vein popped. That's how I imagine. <laughs> yeah, this guy's yeah. just on edge at all times. Yeah, just edge. like did some kind of drugs. He's like, yeah, I don't, he hasn't dude. slept in two days, and he just he's like your friend that you up, look. Man. Like yeah, you do a double take, and you just like continue to look after that double take. You're like, is, <laughs> are you all right, bro? Are you on drugs right now? Yeah, you're not. Okay, so you're just like this all the time. All right, for sure, Ben. It's like you like leave. Oh, you're like, hey, should we? I think I got to talk to Ben, man. Yeah, you're like talking to your like, girl on the way home. Like, yeah, this is like, did you see? He was acting weird, right? Like, oh, it's kind of like, no, no, no. He's yeah, he's gonna have an aneurysm. Just, he said he was gonna good. kill someone. Yeah, like, yeah like, I don't think we're safe. Around he's gonna stressed out. <laughs> it's a good movie. I loved it. I thought it was good. I, I I'm sad to make your list, but it's also like not a dubs movie. Yes, I mean, I, you know, I'm a big sports guy. It's it's uh, super basic, though. It's so, like, it is pretty formulaic. predictable it's pretty and basic. formulaic. Yeah, yeah. It, it just didn't really knock it out the park for me. I definitely enjoyed watching it, but, you know, I think it was a mid-70s for me, if I remember yeah. correctly, with the review. I, I mean, it was fine, but just not something that's going to hit my top ten. Not something I'm, like, planning on revisiting. But I did enjoy it. You know, it's a Netflix movie, easy to watch. Bunch of cameos. Bunch of cameos in it. ton of cameos. Which is dope. All right, yeah, no, hustle, hustle's a hit. Um, uh, let me hop into my number ten. My number ten is Jackass Forever. What are you gonna be doing today? Hit somebody in the nuts. <laughs> Francis hits harder than any heavyweight in MMA. It's does, insane. Does Aaron know this? No, I told Aaron it was a lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell him it was a heavyweight. Jeff and I forgot to mention that. 
That's not a fucking lightweight. What are you guys talking about? What the? What's going on here? You guys. Almost 20 years ago today, we filmed the original cup test, and now 20 years later, we're still doing the same stupid shit. This uh, is the cup yeah. test. I just Googled the hardest punch ever recorded. Francis Ngannou's punch is the equivalent of being hit by a Ford Escort at top speed. His punch is the equivalent of... Wait, you don't need to read that now. <laughs> You're about to be hit by a car, Aaron. <laughs> All right, fight fans. All right, you ready? Did you hear something break? Yeah. Uh, directed by Jeff Tremaine, starring Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, Chris Pontius, Dave England, and Wee Man. Uh, this movie, I I knew right when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to be on my top 10. If I'm honest with myself, this, this deserves to be on the top 10. And I did kind of bounce back and forth. You know, like there's Bo Burnham's inside from last year that wasn't in the top 10 because we kind of didn't really count it. And I was like, does this technically count? Like, is this really a movie? in the tradition of movies. But I mean, you know what, man, they played it in a the theater. They got released, you know, had Thursday shows at oh, yeah. opening box office. It's the fourth and the fourth in like this, uh, this line of movies. And I was like, you know what? No, like it has to be there. I got to give it a spot. And so number 10 is Jackass forever. I had a terrific time watching this movie in the theaters. You know, it's kind of, it's like a franchise has grown up with me. You know, when it started on MTV, I was 10 years old. It's 23 years later. Uh, I, I'm not going to break down the jackass formula for anyone. If you don't know, just, I don't know, Google it and laugh your ass off for however long you decide to subject yourself to it. But it just, it went all in. It's never, it doesn't try, like, here's, the, you know what's interesting about this movie? Other than, it's obviously offensive, and I can see how it could offend someone. But they themselves are not offensive people. Like, the jokes aren't offensive. There's nothing like edgy about it other than the fact that they're naked half the time right like they're yeah. they're polite you know it's i'm not saying it's progressive but it's not not progressive it's such an interesting like this like they never grew up because they never had to so there's not you know you're not going to look at jackass the first one like now and be like oh wow this this really doesn't play in today's culture and that's why it just it's been so consistent for so long and something i read which really I, I don't know if I felt like this actively when I was watching it, but it made sense when I saw it. Is like so much of what we see nowadays is fake. You know, reality TV is like fake a lot. Um, you know, Instagram videos, Twitter videos, just things you see online, even real, supposedly real things, a lot of times are staged and fake videos. You know, politics is a bunch of BS. Like, Jackass is real. Like, they are doing yeah. this, you know? And oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just like, is this the only real thing going on? So, you know what? Jackass Forever, number 10. I just had a great time at this movie. If you are not averse to seeing a bunch of naked dudes do like just stupid stuff, uh, you'll enjoy it. If you have a problem with that, you will not enjoy it. There's a lot of penises in this movie. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I just, I got I to gotta give it a recommendation. If you can find humor in it, it is funny. And if you've grown up watching it, well, then you don't need me to say this. You've probably already seen it. But yeah, I mean they're they're like stuntmen, you know, like they, they're like there's sure. a there is an art there, like they they have a craft, like they're good, like they're good yeah. at it, and they didn't like it's been so many years, just like you said, 
but they don't like they didn't lose momentum. They're still doing intense things. You know, people are still getting hurt. Yeah, and they're just down for it. They're down for the cause. And Giant yeah. Knoxville is like Hollywood. Even Steve-O now too, like with his podcasting and and you know they've all established their careers and stuff. Yep, they're still doing this. Like it's so juvenile. Yeah. It's so like. Like it's uh it's like similar to how like a Blink One Eighty Two they talk of like these they sing like these songs like they were seventeen still and they're like on their forties you know like yeah. they're still like they're still down they're still like within the same like just like culture like they they're just like still like it's so embedded in their everyday lives that you're just like oh yeah these are the guys these are dope like, yeah this is dope this is edgy I love it's this. Fun. And so, you know, and the thing is, too, with this movie, they do bring in some new characters, some younger guys, noticeably younger, I think like 20, 25 years, they're junior. So they are kind of ushering in a new generation. And I mean, they're all in their 50s now, the main ones. So they're they're building the blocks for the franchise to hopefully keep going without them. But as someone that's grown up with them, it was still great to just see them uh, put themselves through terrible things. And I mean, if they're up to it and uh, alive and able to do so, I'll watch them until they decide to stop. So now let's hop into, um, so you can intro this or so we'll have you intro this one. This is actually both of our number nines. So, uh, tell us a little bit about num- your number nine. Yeah, dude. So my number nine, I've got tar, but nowadays white male cis composers, just not my thing. Don't be so eager to be offended the narcissism of small differences leads to the most boring conformity the problem with enrolling yourself as an ultrasonic epistemic dissident is that if box talent can be reduced to his gender birth country religion sexuality and so on then so can yours now Someday, Max, when you go out into the world and you guest conduct for a major or minor orchestra, you may notice that the players have more than light bulbs and music on their stands. They will also have been handed rating sheets, the purpose of which is to rate you. Now, what kind of criteria would you hope that they would use to do this? Your score reading and stick technique or something else? Uh, so it's pretty much set in the international world of Western classical music. The film centers on Lydia Tarr, widely considered one of the greatest living composer conductors and the very first female director of a major German um, orchestra. Uh, she sucks, man. Lydia Tarr is a B I T C H, man. Yikes. Yeah, dude. But you know what it is? Like, she just got lost in the sauce, man. Like, yeah. she is a brilliant person. Mm-hmm like just like a master at her craft just got lost in the sauce you know just got like just selfish started seeing her band people as like chess pieces started maneuvering doing whatever the hell she wanted to do everyone was okay with it because of her accolades and who she is and um and she just got jammed up man like she like mistake after mistake and you just see her be brought down and cancel culture sets in and and you see someone who is just so high just be so low and um kind of realize you know what has become of her after she's lost everything you know there's this specific scene where like um and cuz we talked about Tar already but there's yeah. this scene you know where she like you know she starts like like liking this this new chick this new like celloist right Starts liking her, right? And she's like predatory, right? 
Like she's like trying to like get this girl, you know? She's she's making moves to like kind of woo her or kind of put her in a position where she could possibly do something, you know? Yeah. And then at the the end of the movie, yeah, at the end of the movie, she kind of ends up like in this like whorehouse, like by accident, kind of. Like she just wanted to get a massage, yeah. She's in a foreign place, and she, they send her to this place where she could, you know, get young women to do things yeah. for her. I guess I thought it was like the uh, intro to Rush Hour Two. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Tucker's in there. And yeah, like, yeah it does, who do you it want? Look like that. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, but it's like there's zero comedy happening. At all. <laughs> oh yeah, she <laughs> throws like, up. It's the exact yeah. opposite tone. <laughs> oh hell yeah, she looks and it, it looks like, and they strategically, you know, director puts these people like in art, like in orchestra, yeah. They're all they're all lined up, you know, for her choosing, and she just kind of realizes, like, oh shoot, like I'm disgusting, like I, yeah. like, this is gross. Kind of throws up from that anxiety or whatever, and or just that self realization, mm. yeah. And I just think it's so beautiful. I I just loved it. No, I loved I, it yeah. so much. It's a bummer of a movie, but um, it's it's a really good like the the storytelling of it was great. The imagery was dope, and it was just and, and you know what's funny? I'm a big fan. This is Kate uh, Blanchett, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm a huge fan of like I, I guess she chose like kind of her wardrobe. I just loved how oh, she nice. looked too. Yeah, she looked dope. Yeah, right? she like, definitely looked a little like uh, non like gender conforming, like slightly you know kind of leaning into that. I I just thought it looked like clean and nice, like these nice shirts, sweaters over it, like kind of like, like I'll put a sweater on and they'll be like, oh, that guy's warm. Like she puts a sweater on like, oh, this is a professional right here, dude. Yeah. Well, there's a hood on it. It usually (laughs) makes a difference. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was just impressed with her look and the tones of like her look. And also there's like, like, cause I'm telling you, like she. You know, and she's married. She's married. You know, she 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 has her job and she's running stuff. And you know, like like I said, like a new like celloist comes in, and she's like, oh yeah, I like this, you know. And she like kind of takes her out to like lunch or or something like that. And she recommends like a fish salad, you know. And she's like, you should really get this fish salad. Yeah, like, do you like fish salads? And then she's like, uh, and then she just gets something else. Like that should have been an indication that like this girl doesn't like you, you know, <laughs> you catch my drift. Yeah, man. Here's um, the thing. I don't eat fish. If I were in that situation, you know, they might, I would hate for someone to be like, Hey, this guy doesn't like me. But like, Oh bro. I just, it's not you. It's the fish, you know? So. <laughs> but I, uh, but I, I gave it a 91. I gave it a 91 nice. monster hunter cosplayers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> And my three-word review is a lot of politics. Okay, that's four words, but I like it. A lot is one word, no? Let's just say lots. <laughs> lots. Lotta. 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 Oh, that's, that's just, that's just uh, two words then. Lots of politics. <laughs> tons of politics. I just don't like tons of politics. I like a lot of politics. Yeah, a lot of politics. But it's just like cancer culture is intense because it's like, I mean, she like she rightfully deserved to have been canceled, though, right? Because her allegations of like, you know, making someone kill themselves, right? Is that what she got in trouble for? Well, no. I mean, I think that um, you know this movie, I and mean, we already talked about it a little bit on the last episode, so I, I don't want to take too long on it, right? Um, of course, say whatever you want, but like, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's it. That's it. Not to like try and shorten it, we can say whatever, but I mean, it's just. It's such an interesting story because, you know, well, this is, I mean, huge spoilers at this point. But if you've seen it, you know, it's like she 
there's a lot going on. Like she kind of was railroading someone, making sure that they didn't, you know, continue to work in the field that they were in. Um, so essentially taking their life away to the point where this person kills himself. And there's an investigation going on into that person's death and what happened, what caused it. And it, you know, ends up tracing back to her workplace to the emails and, you know, some people with knowledge of the situation, but that's not what she eventually gets in trouble for. It, it's just right. It's like just a internet video that gets like yeah. leaked out about some things right, she like said out that of were, context too. Yeah, which were arguably. It's one of those things where it's like a fine in the moment. It's like a fine line thing. You're like, oh, is mm-hmm. she doing too much or does she have a point? And usually the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, but it was clearly insensitive, and then it gets edited, made to be more insensitive, shared online, and so. That's kind of you know what led her to more obscurity, but uh, I mean what what's cool about this movie is that I feel like it doesn't try to be exciting. I know that sounds like a, maybe a bad thing, but it doesn't it doesn't try to like just. Sorry if you can hear my dog eating in the background too. She just started fucking. She's like, it's time for me to fucking eat. Um, so no, she's going, I don't. Man. I don't hear that. I don't, but shout out to your dog, bro. Yeah, no, That's, she's man. living it up. I can like. I want to live it, my life like that too. In my headphones. Yeah, plots with this brother. We do. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm full, brother. I just <laughs> eat two burritos. Dog. Um, stuff. Uh, you know. So you know, but this movie doesn't really. It's very paced. You know, very, very stasis. You know, very mellow. Um, but she's not. You know, she's larger than life and. This is an acting clinic put on by Kate Blanchett. I would I would be very surprised if she doesn't win uh, Best Actress at the Oscars. I mean, there's some competition, and she didn't win the Golden Globe, so there's there's a lot of politics there. Uh, but Damn. I do think that she's a shoe. Like she was in the bag, bro. For yeah, this, uh, she was killing it. Yeah, for this uh, Academy Award win, and I mean, yeah, it's just a really good, interesting character study, and it's a really well made movie, and it feels oh, yeah. very. Um, well thought out it feels it's very like there's a lot of fat on the bones you know like there's there's just a lot there it's not a hollow movie at all hell yeah so it's it's definitely worth a watch it's just a really well-made movie and it's it's, uh, both of our number nines huge fan huge fan indeed um all right so hopping in then to my number eight we have the menu you failed and you bored me the worst part is i'm still fucking hungry You're still hungry? Yes, I am. How hungry? Starved. What are you hungry for? What do you have? Everything. You know what I'd really like? Tell me. A cheeseburger. We can do a cheeseburger. A real cheeseburger. Not some fancy deconstructed avant bullshit, a real cheeseburger. I'll make you a very good, very traditional cheeseburger. I don't think you can. I'll make you feel as if you're eating the first cheeseburger you ever ate. The cheap one your parents could barely afford. Show me. How do you like it? Medium. American cheese. American cheese is the best cheese for a cheeseburger because it melts without splitting. How much will that set me back? Nine ninety-five. That come with fries. Niels? Yes, Chef. Is the fryer still on? Yes, Chef. Crinkle cut or julienne? Uh, directed by Mark Mylod, uh, written by Seth Rice and Will Tracy, starring Anya Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, uh, Ralph Fiennes, and Hong Chow. This is a movie we talked about. 
that we rated as well. Um, if you are not familiar with the menu, it's on HBO Max right now, so just fire it up real quick and then come back and listen. But the film takes place at Hawthorne, which is an exclusive upscale restaurant on its own island in the Pacific Northwest. It's available only to wealthy diners who shelled out $1,250 per plate to have a dinner from superstar chef Julian Slowick. So, oh boy. I mean, the movie just starts. You know, they go out to this island, they get walked <laughs> around, and um, as each course comes out, they start getting more intense. You know, second course, they serve a bunch of sauces with no bread. And they're kind of like, hey, you don't deserve bread. Like, what's going on? So, like, what's going on? Um, and, you know, the next course, people's like lives and affairs and secrets are being exposed on tortillas and um and then the next course someone kills himself so it just keeps escalating uh, the man <laughs> it's a wild dinner yeah, and yeah. um you know so the movie kind of is this really really on the nose just send up you know black comedy horror thriller of like status and privilege and the rich and and it just works because it's so it's just so in your face. There's nothing about this movie that's subtle whatsoever. Tar is arguably one of the most subtle movies on both of our lists. Um, this is like the least subtle movie. Maybe well, this and maybe Jackass um, are the least subtle movies. But yeah, it is. You know exactly what's going on. All the characters are you know they really like fit into their stereotypes well. They're just you got like the the, the tech like finance bros. You got the rich guy, you got the movie star, you got the foodie guy. Like, they're all unlikable. Like, just by looking at him, just by hearing him talk, you're like, yeah, I don't like this guy. And you're not supposed to. Um, and then you have Anya Taylor-Joy, who's kind of the person the audience looks at to, like, just find some something to be like, hey, like, what's going on here? This is weird, right? And she knows it's weird. She talks about it throughout the movie. She guides us through but the menu is just a really fun thriller. Super easy to digest. <laughs> Food digest, right? Super hey. easy to watch. Um, just really satisfying, I think. Yeah. And just really funny. And overall, it's a great experience at the movies. I had a ton of fun watching this one. It was it was just dope, man. Ralph Fiennes, my man. He's he's uh, Voldemort, right? He is. He's got a good clap. That guy, <laughs> not gonorrhea, right? The good clap. <laughs> you know, he's got it. Yeah, bro. He's just so good. He's just, just a good guy. He's a great actor. Oh, he's I terrific. just love how passionate he was about food still. He was like, why aren't you eating? You need to eat. I made this <laughs> perfect. This is the last day. So yeah. <laughs> get it done, bro. Um, I I just love it. I I I, I thought it was really good. And and just like man, that score too. I, I I just can't get over that score and that and that final scene, bro. Yeah, the final scene's great. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, even though we spoiled a ton of stuff already. Yeah, We've s'mores, been spoiling the movies left and right. Bro. But yeah, s'mores is a great, great send out. <laughs> just the way the movie's formatted, the way they they present everything. Yeah, it just it makes it so much fun. They have so much fun with the presentation of it as well. Super. I mean, just a great experience. And because it's on HBO Max, nothing. I love more than loving a movie and then having it be accessible for people to just watch. Yeah. It's dude. just so nice. Nothing's worse than being like, hey, you know, my number one movie, this is last year, Boiling Point. Like, what's that? I'm like, yeah, well, it was released in England and uh, you can buy it online right now. And people are like, yeah, well, I'm never going to watch that then. I'm like, cool. Um, so, yeah, the menu, HBO Max, check it out. Yeah, dude. And then, like, 
just if you work in a restaurant and you're like covering a chef, just be careful. Like, just know what you're gonna get into. Yeah, well, just talk to your chef or make sure they're not trying to like have a like life defining moment, <laughs> yeah, and that dude. everyone make sure everyone plans to go home that night. You know? Like, yeah, bro. Make sure like you get a ride home or something. Yeah. You know, like, like, what's next week's schedule? They're like, oh, next week. Like, oh shit. All right, I gotta go. I man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta get out of here. Yeah, I'll put it in my hey, you know, two weeks. Like, screw that. Like today, I'm I'm done. I'm out. I'm quitting. So good. But yeah, the menu. Loved it. Um, all right. Well, so here, let's hop into your... Let's talk about your number seven here. Yeah. So I'm going to jump up a little bit. Number seven. Um, it's a beautiful film. Beautiful film. Um, I'm just so happy with this movie. I'm mm. happy to talk about it, dude. Yeah, go off. Brother. Isn't go it off. just amazing? It's a movie. Uh, it is a movie. It's, it's a... So it may see a lot of movies in one. Yep. But uh, I'm going to hit you with num- my, my number seven, R-R-R. Not salsa, not flamenco, my brother. Do you know not to? What is not to? Polam gattu dummulo na potla gitta dhuki nattu pole ramma jataralo pota rajugi nattu Kirru seppu nesu koni karra saamu zesi nattu marri sattu nilolo na kurra gumpu koodi nattu Yerra jonna rottelo na nirapadukku galbi nattu Na paata zoodu, na paata zoodu, na paata zoodu na Nattu 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 pila nattu huge fan of this movie it's like bonkers bro bollywood bonkers like craziness dude it's a a fictitious story about two legendary revolutionaries and their journey away from home before they started fighting for their country in the 1920s so it is a period film all right you got a little period film going on here Mm. time and place you got like la la land in this movie there's like a rom-com situation in this movie uh, I'd say like the last 30 minutes is like Avengers Endgame or something. Um, there's just a lot of stuff going on here. You got CGI tigers, bro. You got like just a bunch of CGI, unnecessary CGI, I would say. Um, a lot of fighting, bro. And it's it's a bromance. It's a bromance movie. It's mm. like John Wick and like The Rock got together and just started handling it. Yeah. You know? Um, it's nuts. This movie is crazy. It's a Bollywood film. Um, so there's a little dance in there. You got a little dance going on. Uh, you got just some badass like war fighting. You know, like just uh, people in war fighting. There's a scene with freaking animals just flying out from a car crash, just killing everyone. It's dope, man. <laughs> I love this movie so much. And it's like I, it's hard to explain because so much happens in this movie. But just like it's a bromance. Just like just think it that way. Essentially. You know, this guy meets this other guy. He helps him out. And then he finds out, oh, bro, you're the enemy. You're the ops. The hell? And then, they, you know, they get a little situation going on. But uh, at, the end of it, at the end of it, they just love each other, man. They're good friends. Shout out to them. <laughs> Shout out to this movie. It's a great movie. I love it. I was with uh, my buddy uh, Garrett, Dougie. Uh, he uh, he just sat me down and he like just like explained the movie while I was watching it. So what should have been a three hours experience became like a five hour experience. 
while the alcohol was consumed. <laughs> so like the longer I, I watched it, the more I drank, the and the more intense it got. It was like it's like a like a you ever have like a dream and then it's like you wake up and you're just like walking down the street and then you turn next thing you know you're like the in the White House and then Donald Trump's got like an AK and he's like, Hey, like we're gonna go save you know the 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 sheep. And I'm like, who are the sheep? He's like, come with me, brother. The next thing you know, you're like in a spaceship and you're eating like a tuna sub. And then and then you close your eyes, you open your eyes. Now you're just like hanging out with like freaking Gandhi and, and he's playing chess with you and beating you. Like that's that's like what this movie is. Yeah, that's fair. Like craziness happens. You've had that dream. There yeah, go. thank you. Of course. Has Gandhi beat you too in playing chess? I've never lost to Gandhi, dude. You guys Damn. Yeah, we have different dreams. Um <laughs> but it's <laughs> the movie's nuts, bro. It's crazy. It's out of control. And I love it so much because you do get like different genres. It's just a mesh of different genres. And it's just like funny, man. And it's dope. The acting is like kind of rough sometimes. The CGI is a little rough sometimes, but it just adds to the uniqueness of the film. And it's just a movie worth watching. It's on Netflix. Like check it out. It's on Netflix. I'm mad I didn't see it in the theaters. I think I would have had a, a great time, but I'm happy I watched it in Netflix. All right, man. That's beautiful. You know what? Didn't really speak to me that one, but I'm happy that I'm happy you found something <laughs> in it. That's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I think I killed Bollywood movies for me because next, like, I'm going to watch another one. It's not going to be like this. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. You mean the CGI might be good or what? What do you Maybe, think it is? Or it's just, no, I think it's, it's just always going to be bad CGI. Yeah, It's always bad when you watch the movie and there's like five different studios in the beginning of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With their bad CGI, like, studio logo. Like, just like. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a little rough, but it just, for this movie, it added to the weirdness of it. I comped it to everything everywhere all at once. And I think someone almost slapped me. I would. So I'm going to stop saying that. Yeah. I'm not a fan. But it is out of control. Like the movie is nuts. Yeah. I will say this. People love it. People love this movie. Like this is like a universal. I mean, this is more universally loved than I think anything on our list, you know, except maybe one of yours, one of your other movies. I mean, this is just. Everyone digs this movie, so and it has a, a a dope thing that we love. Like the title card comes in like late. Yes, yes, it does. I think like an hour twenty minutes in, then you see RRR, and you're like, oh damn, what does it, <laughs> what, what does this mean? And no one really knows. <laughs> Wait, what does it mean? No one. Knows. I don't know, brother. Yeah. I just accepted it. That was three part stories, of your, maybe. That was a part uh, of the classroom training during the viewing process. The no, I didn't ask the question, bro. Oh, okay. I was just consumed. Yeah. Sensory overload, you know. I was like, "Whoa, you got to own your development, brother." Um, yeah, right. I should have. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> oh man! All right, RRR. Shout out, shout out, RRR. It's available on Netflix right now, and it yeah, is, I, it is a phenomenon. Yes, I also gave it ninety-five Bollywood dances, and mm. um, two-word uh, review. My uh, no, no, no. That's just what I rated it with. And oh, my yeah, three-word yeah. review right, is right, Bollywood right. Bromance Excellence. Okay, nice. Hell yeah, dude. You see a lot of, like, proud chess in this movie. You know, a lot of, like, barrel chest yeah, Indians. Yeah, I was like, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, a lot this of like, superhero. I can't around. wait till they do an American version, and it's like The Rock and, like, Mark Wahlberg or something. <laughs> oh, man. I'd be all about it. That's like, yeah, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> it might actually... <laughs> It, it might actually be worse somehow. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, RR is good, dude. Hey, and people, I'm glad people like it. I, it's good. It's good. 
Thank you. Uh, no, I'll, hey, well, here, here's my number seven uh, movie <laughs> that is not on Netflix right now, uh, but did come out this year, um, as did all the rest of these movies. Uh, the movie's called Nope. What did you see? Hmm? That's big. How big? Big. What it look like? I don't know. It was fast. Too fast. Too quiet to be a plane. OJ. Are you saying what I think you're saying? Uh, it was written and directed by Jordan Peele, starring, uh, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yuen, and uh, Brandon Perea. Uh, and also I want to note cinematography by Hoyt Van Hoytema, who worked with Christopher Nolan most recently on like Interstellar, Dunkirk, Tenet. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I mean, one of the most notable things about this movie, Nope, is how well it's shot. And uh, Jordan Peele, like, he brought out the big guns for it. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool just to, just to kind of see... It just it, it it just makes sense, you know. As I see that, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. No wonder this movie looks as good as it does. And I also think it looks effortless, effortlessly good in a way that people don't understand, like that it shouldn't look that good, and that other movies don't look that good, and how it just really does these like big like nighttime scenes in the middle of the desert, and still oh, yeah. you can still see everything. It's kind of like incredible the way they shot it. Um, uh, but you know, so the uh, I mean, the story here. This is I love I love like the genre that I gave it to online a neo western science fiction horror film. I was like, let's Hell go. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of got a little bit of all that. And you know, with Jordan Peele too, you kind of think like Get Out, Us, like what's what's like the social like s- statement here? There's not really overall like a big social statement off it. There's definitely themes. Right, but they're nowhere near as prominent as they are in like Get Out or Us. So of course there's themes, there's stuff like you know, just as the story goes on and you know, certain characters and you know their histories, but overall, this is a monster movie. Um and yeah. it's just like it's like a summer monster movie. So um, you know, it's kind of about the uh Haywood family. It's like a brother and sister who train horses for Hollywood movies and stuff. Um, and they're just going they're on tough times. At the same time, there's this uh, Stephen Yuen character, Jupe. He's got like uh, Jupiter's uh, Jupiter's uh, oh shit, yeah, Jupiter's claim, which is like right nearby their ranch, and it's this little like amusement park, kind of looks like a fair more than anything else. And their dad had like a nickel just fell through the sky, and just killed him, just boom, <laughs> just right in his eye. The guy, like, he died. You know, it's rough. Domed him, Domed him dude. He's dead. He's on a horse's <laughs> clack. So um and so when he when he died everything kind of got harder cuz he was he was the head of the family the head of the business. Oh yeah, he was running. So Daniel Kaluuya is trying to do it but he doesn't work well with people. He only works well with horses, you know. He's a it's horse autistic. guy. Um so he was just, say he was autistic. Yeah, his brother. <laughs> he oh, doesn't man. want to talk to people. Yeah, he's he's a horse guy, you know. So he, he's also just a horse guy. Like he yeah. just, he knows horses. He sticks to the horse, not a business guy. His dad was the business guy and a horse yeah. guy. So Different you know, strengths. Yeah. So he's selling his horses to Jupe at Jupiter's claim. And uh, he notices weird stuff going on. They think they see a UFO. They start buying cameras. And the movie goes from there. Um, I, I gave this an 80 score, I believe, when we first scored it. And I liked it. But I didn't love it. And it... And I wasn't sure what I... And I, it's not that I disliked anything that happened in the movie... 
I almost felt like it never, it just never reached, you know, 30,000 feet. You know, it got off the runway, kept going up. And I was like, oh, it just, it just kind of, it just kind of stopped. Um, I don't, I think I expected something different, not more, but different. I don't know. And as, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, I don't know what else I expected, but this movie's awesome. And, yeah. uh, you know, the more I read up on it and I was like, oh man, like I just you know, grew to appreciate a lot of things behind the scenes. Uh, Jordan Peele does really well with like playing with expectations in this movie too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> There's a great scene with like these little alien figures running around. That's uh, really intense. And, you know, as everything unfolds by the end of the movie, like literally unfolds kind of, uh, it, it's, it's just so interesting. It's so different from what's expected. And I just feel like a really good overall movie, good horror flick, engaging, incredibly well shot. Uh, I think Kiki Palmer was awesome in this movie. And yeah, I just had a great time with it. Along with the fact that there's this whole subplot with a monkey going around trying to kill everyone, which again, I didn't like at first. I've grown to appreciate that as well. So yeah, no, number seven. I dug this movie a lot. Yeah, I mean it's it's like more of a Steven Spielberg movie type. Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, that that's what kind of threw me off for like two. Um, I you know once I kind of dissected it, did some research, I appreciated it more. But at first, I just wanted like a horror movie. You know, I just wanted something scary. And uh, this guy, <laughs> you know, he he just he played with my expectations and but he made a great movie he just made a great movie and just kind of yeah. like you said like i was also expecting something intense and i did get some intense stuff though like that like that gordy's home scene where he just oh, goes sure. crazy like yeah. that that was intense wow. and then there's a fucking you like the ufo just sucking everyone up like strippy yeah mm-hmm. and um it was haunting there's some like man like there's this scene, like, this is how you know he's a horror guy, like Jordan Peele, because there's a scene where, like, the house is just there, and then, like, just, is it blood that comes down, or red yeah, stuff just yeah. comes down and oozing from the it, walls, like, and you're like, excretes just Yeah, and you're like, everyone. what the heck yeah. is going on? You're like, what is this, bro? Yeah. Like, what is this? It felt like War of the Worlds a little bit, you know, where you're just mm-hmm. like, damn, like, what, this is, I don't know anything, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's a good vibe, and uh, Kiki Palmer is just so charismatic, like so funny, like she just gives the movie some identity and and just some uniqueness, and 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 is I I I loved it. I, I thought it was good too. It was on my list for a while, and then uh, just like other things came up, but it, it was on there for a bit. I think I, I just got rid of it like a day or two ago. Hey man, nothing wrong with Great that. Great film. Nothing wrong with that. Yes, Great film. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Not of Planet Earth. Remember that. That's a lot of politics. I feel like does he confirm that? I feel like he's like not confirmed that. I feel like he said no. Someone on Reddit was like, "This is the thing," but it made so much sense because it's all caps too. You're like, "Oh, acronym, acronym, acronym." Yeah, I mean, how can you not? And he was like, "Jordan Pills, like, no, I just really like, nope." Yeah, he's like, "No, that's just what you say when you see it." You're like, "Nope, yeah, nope." nope. And that's what he he does say that. Uh, Dana Kalu's character says that. Nope, nope. And he just like shuts his door. Oh, no, but it's it is a good movie, and I want that hoodie. I want that Scorpion King hoodie, bro. Yeah, that's that. cool. Yeah, that is a cool part. Uh, next, I want you intro. This is your number eight, eight, and my yeah. number my number six. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna go back a little bit. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go back a little bit. Mm. Let me take um, y'all back. Eight, eight bro, bro, man. Let me talk to you about this little movie <laughs> called Babylon. 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 
Let's chat. I'm on a deadline, darling. You know, when I first moved to L.A., you know what signs on all the doors read? No actors or dogs allowed. <laughs> yeah, I changed that. I helped build this place you call home. I've never had any illusions about us. I've never pretended we're friends. We're friendly. I scratch yours, you scratch mine. That's our work. This, this is something else. What do you want, Jack? I want to know why you wrote it. No, you want to know why they laughed. Would you like me to tell you? Why they laughed. Sure, Eleanor, why? There is no why. It wasn't your voice. It wasn't a conspiracy. That certainly wasn't anything I wrote. There's nothing you could have done differently. There's nothing you can do. Your time has run out. There is no why. Stop questioning it. This movie is nuts, bro. This is like a drug trip, just like on screen. It's a, it's a tale of outsized ambition and outrageous excess. It traces the rise and fall of multiple characters during an era of unbridled decadence and depravity in early Hollywood. This is IMDb, bro. This is weird. It's pretty much, I mean, man, this, like... This was going on. Yeah. Bro, it's... Yeah, but it's like the transition from, like, silent films to talkies and kind of just, like, everything in between. You know, like, yeah. that was a big time uh, in Hollywood and then just in movies. And some people just couldn't... They just couldn't do it, bro. They got left behind. And the thing I hate about Hollywood so much is that people get left behind all the time. You could be a star... And then you can just not be a star anymore. And I think of guys like Mickey Rurick or like even Robert Downing Jr. There was a world where he just was not there, bro. And then Iron Man happened and now he's back. Yeah. And then he'll probably go away again, but it doesn't matter. Hollywood will find someone else and they'll bring them up and they'll do that. I always look at like just the best supporting actors too. You see these people like Jonah Hill. I remember he was best supporting actor. Now I just don't see him. In, now he's like in you people. Like what type of movie is that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I'm sure it's a fine film. I haven't seen it. I just, I'm, I heard it was bad. So um, this guy fell from grace, but you just see this happen a lot in Hollywood, man. And it sucks. You know, Brad Pitt's character. He, he's this Hollywood guy, great actor. And the guy that he's based on tragic life, bro. He just cannot make the transition from silent films to talkies. He just could not do it. But then you got freaking Margot Robbie's character, and you have this new guy Manny, and they they're chasing their dream for Hollywood. You know, they just want to, they they want it, and they go after it, and they get it, and it's beautiful, man. I think it's beautiful just to pursue your dream and just get it. You just get lost in the sauce a little bit. Yeah, and but, I mean, uh, so this is you know Damien Chazelle's new movie too. So yeah. that's. The guy that made Whiplash, the guy that made La La Land, the guy that made First Man for people who like that movie. And it is just it is just so different than anything else he ever made. Yeah. While at the same time still feeling like a Damien Chazelle movie, which I thought was so yes. impressive. Uh it's long. It's over three hours long. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it's about it's it's about Hollywood and just really like that decadent time. Well, mm-hmm. now, now everything's underground, you know, now all the, you know, all their little clubs are just, you know, no one hears about it. Everyone signed an NDA. Everyone knows, but no one talks about it. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. just what goes on because of, you know, social media, the way it is. But back in the day, there was no cell phones. There were no, 
It was just uh, it was just a bacchanal, bro. It was yeah, chaos. Bro. And people were people were crazy. just oh yeah, they were doing drugs and fucking and yeah. having the time of their lives, bro. Yeah. It was chaos. I mean the whole first forty five minutes elephants. of the movie. Yeah, yeah, are just chaos. And that's you know, when the movie start and the movie is chaos. 100%, yes. you know, to the point yeah. when the in the first 10 minutes of the movie, I was like, I don't, what is going on here? There's like yeah. literally an elephant, like shits on these two guys, like just a, a, like a lot. And then, which five, five minutes later, cuts to a scene at a party and some woman's just peeing on this guy's chest. Yeah. And he's dude. like, pee on me. And she's like, all right, piggy. And he's like, like, hell yeah. Crazy. So yeah, so this movie is a lot to take in. And, and uh, I heard people were walking out in the beginning. I totally yeah. get it. Um, and honestly, it reminded me a lot of like the Wolf of Wall Street, or if you can kind of get through some of the more graphic moments and they're there and I think they're there purposefully, you, you see this incredibly well directed, incredibly well scored, incredibly well edited and acted movie that is just bananas and and at the very end, which there, there's like a little montage at the end that's gotten a lot of like hoopla and people don't necessarily like it, but it's made from a guy who is literally just like, hey, guys, I fucking love movies. Isn't this awesome? And it just warmed my heart, bro. It warmed my heart so much. I, I loved it. I love this movie. I want everyone to watch Babylon. Even though there's a lot of feces in it. No, just that one scene. But just, yeah. There's <laughs> just that one scene. There's just yeah, the one bro. scene. But yeah. But then it's, you know, it's chaotic, bro. You see, yeah, like that lady that pees, like she also overdoses. You know, like you, you, there's yeah, a, lot it's of a lot of usage in the movie. A lot of yellow teeth. You know, like. There's, yeah. Tobey Maguire is a weird role. Yeah. Kind of gross. Yeah, bro. He's the devil, some people are saying. I could see that. You know what I'm saying? Also, like, man, that guy knows how to party, bro. <laughs> So I want to see some cool. It's like these are like how parties used to be, and it's like a, a conjoined twin getting like dome. Like it was intense, bro. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, weird, weird vibes. Weird vibes. Um, I, I, I loved it too. I could see the criticisms. <laughs> you know, Damon Chazelle, great guy in Hollywood, just making these movies. Studios love him, right? This guy got all this money to make the movie he wanted to make, and that could be problematic for some people because not everyone sees his vision. Me and you, we're movie people. We love movies. So we got it. We liked it. Some people just don't understand. Uh, that's my little defense for like why the scores are so low. Don't listen to that. I think all that's like baloney. Yeah, scores are low. Ron Tomatoes has a 56% critics, a 52% audience. I mean, I you know I've heard some criticisms too about Brad Pitt, like maybe he wasn't right for the role. I thought Brad Pitt was terrific. I thought Margot Robbie was terrific. Yeah, um, I thought everyone was. I mean, did really great in their roles. And I just you know it's there's so much that life in some of these scenes that it's exhausting. But you know, I see this in a good way, and it reminded me a lot of like the end of Whiplash or in a couple mm-hmm. of scenes during Whiplash, but. The whole end of Whiplash, you know, he's sitting there, and Miles Teller's playing the drums, like, just looking right at J.K. Simmons in the eye. And, like, the scene ended, and I literally felt, I was like, oh, my God, I could breathe again. Oh my, Like, I literally had to catch my breath. And I was like, wow, that's that's a movie, man. I almost died. Like, that's a movie. Um, that's how I felt. Babylon, multiple scenes. Just multiple. Just so, yeah. so much, so rapid. And it's scored and cut and shot so well that it just... 
it, it, I mean, I just don't see how you can not see it and be like, this is wildly impressive. I, I almost felt like on this teeter-totter where I was like, oh, is this the best movie ever made or is it like too much? You know, I feel like that's where people are landing. Like and uh. some people may say, oh, it's too much. And some people are saying, yeah, this is like the best movie ever made. I don't know if there's an in-between. I don't know what the in-between would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you either have to love it or be like, no, nah, this isn't it. But if you're like, yeah, I like some things, didn't like some other, that doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure someone's going to watch it and be like, that's exactly how I felt. Am I not real to you, Dubs? Uh, but yeah, so, I don't know, Babylon, man, just check it out. Check it out. It's good. Brad Pitt's in it. You know, what's going on? He's in it. Yeah, there's a bunch of other people. Spike John's. He fucking plays his director. That's just crazy out of control oh, yeah. trying to get that perfect shot. Spike Jones also a uh, director of Jackass. Co-director. Yeah, yeah. My mom flees in it. You like Red Hot Chili Peppers? Well, he's in there. Bro. Yeah, he's there. Oh, yeah, dude. And then you've got, uh, there's this guy we just didn't talk about, Joven Adepo. I just got to give him some love. Him being Sidney Palmer, a little trumpet player, making these movies about him. They make him blacker, bro. It's an intense scene. There's this song that I just keep playing that I love uh called uh like something thump just listen to this score bro and you're gonna get what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah damascus thump there you go listen to that it's intense bro it's intense high anxiety stressed out bro i i but i love the movie i uh ended up giving it i think my score was a solid a solid 91 trumpets and my three-word review was chase your dream Ooh, okay yeah no that's i mean that's what they're doing yeah in nope. the end, it's just a story about a, a girl who wants it all. Yes, sir. And uh, an actor that yeah. had everything. And a guy who had it all, yeah. It's kind of yeah. every step of the way. Yeah. yeah. And following them all. <laughs> they all just kind of, you know. Hey, Hollywood's it's a dark place, bro. It is a dark place, brother. I'm, I, just like, don't, into ga- don't get into gambling debts. Yeah. Yeah, gambling's not good. Uh, it's not good when it's like a means to an end, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you're like, Oh, I'm in a bad spot. If one of your ideas is like, well, look, hear me out. If I, that's no, don't do it. Don't do it. Never a good idea. And also like, be proud of who you are. You know, don't let anyone change you, bro. Okay. Cause freaking Diego Calva like Manny's character, bro. He started like. Like he started winding up, you know. He was like, "Oh, my name's not Manuel; it's Manny." You know, he sound right. a little bit more American. Let me uh, he, ask. He was handling. He was handling. Nah, bro. He was. He was hiding his heritage, brother. Bro, that wasn't. That was not the reason his character had problems. Nah, he was an idiot. Bro, he got, <laughs> no, he it was just because he fell in love. He fell in love with the wrong one, and that's he it, did, bro. He did. He was like, "Ah, why, why?" He's like, <laughs> yeah, he went, yeah, he pulled out the Spanish for her. He yeah, made well for her. And he was and that's just stupid. He's like, <laughs> he hits up his uh, his count guy. Bro, it was the county. Oh yeah, that guy was. He's like, yeah, I got drugs. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, is this like? Are you like? He's I'm the count. Like that's just what he called himself, oh, yeah. bro. He dressed up like a count. She was like, hey, count. He's like, uh, it's. The count? Can you yeah. say the? And she's like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. But it's just great. Man. And it's just this like world of everyone. Like everyone is more important than the next person. So yeah. it's like this, like the hierarchy, you know, I feel like it's like traditional. Oh, gosh, there's like a How I Met Your Mother episode about like the boss yells at Marshall and then Marshall yells at his like assistant. And then the assistant goes home and yells at his wife. And then 
the wife yells at the kid, and the kid like yells at some kid at school, and then that kid goes and yells at his dad, who happens to be the boss, and it just kind of keeps circling. Oh, damn. That's like yeah. Hollywood, you know? Like, the director would yell at the actor, yeah. the actor just yells at the count, you know, the count, does, you know, who knows? Everyone's just yelling at each other. Everyone yeah. has someone that they can take everything out on. And in the, in the, yeah, the 20s and early 30s, you were allowed to. People yeah. were just dying on movie sets. People were you dying know? on no set, one, bro. No They're one like... was watching anything. People were just dying. There's uh, a dude laying down with a flag just throwing it to him. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, you know, like, he ran into it. They're like, all right. You know, no one's concerned. <laughs> no one's concerned. No one's trying to hide it. Whatever. No. They, they all tried to strike. You know, man, he'd start shooting a gun in the air. He's like, you're going to work or else. And they did. You know, it, it was just a different time. <laughs> Man, I gotta talk to someone time. that was in the 1920s, bro. bro they're mostly film. dead now. Uh, I gotta find someone. Let me find someone. Yeah, well, they're you know. Hey, dementia. Let me talk to Clint Eastwood. Let me see what my man Clint's doing. He's old. He was there. He was there for some of those parties for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, was. we know Clint. But you know what's what's great too, and this is like uh, like not like it's it's on topic because this is like real Hollywood stuff. But I, man, I know this guy in our family and he was a driver, bro. He was like, Oh, Wesley Snipes. Like, you know, John Claude Van. Like I know all those guys, bro. Like massive amount of Coke. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm like, how do you know? He's like, I was sitting right next to him doing it. And I was like, Oh, do you still work with him? He's like, no, I got fired. Like, what do you think I'm doing? What do you think I'm a handyman now? I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Man. Yeah, well, I don't know. Cat Williams talked about people in Hollywood just doing coke at the table, like yeah. while, like during business meetings, and he's like, like, it's the craziest thing he's ever seen. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, Cat Williams comedy special. I've just always been convinced it's like the most real thing because I feel like he was blackballed afterwards in a weird way. Yeah, bro. So yeah. I don't know. It's like intense. He'd save Cat Williams, yeah, but also make sure yeah. he's okay. There's a lot going on, but yeah, Hollywood made him pop. crazy for sure. Hell yeah, bro. All right, I hate Hollywood, bro. Hollywood's, Hollywood's not, bad. you know. But hey, we love movies, man. Um, but a lot of them are shot in Georgia now. Don't forget. Okay, so just kidding. <laughs> the tax cut, bro. Yeah. The tax cut. <laughs> Walking Dead ran for like twelve seasons because of it. <laughs> we ain't paying shit, dude. Hell yeah, bro. Andrew Lee is like, oh, I'm coming back next season for show, bro. I got this. Yeah. This is my identity now for the next decade. He's like, I got some. <laughs> like you trying to do a movie? He's like, brother, I'm trying to get a pilot. We gotta, we gotta go, man. We gotta go. Going to a movie? You're gonna work for six months, bro. I've been working for the last twelve years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A movie? What are you, a child? Uh, yeah. Grow up. Yeah, bro. He's hanging out with freaking outcasts and just vibing out at ATL. I love Damn. it. All right, so, all right, so that was my number six. Your number eight. Uh, we'll hop yes, into sir. my number five here. Ooh. A little bit of a cheat, but okay. it's an unprecedented situation, so we're going to allow it. Um, okay. My number five is the movie X and the movie Pearl. I feel like this. It's so pathetic. Do people like you ever feel this way? I figure you don't. You seem so perfect all the time. The Lord must have been generous to you. He never answers any of my prayers. I don't know why. What did I do? What is wrong with me? Please just tell me so maybe I can get better. I don't want to end up like mom or I want to be dancing up on the screen like the pretty girls in the pictures. I want what they have so badly. To be perfect. To be loved from as many people as possible. To make up for all my time spent suffering. 
Um, so yeah. it was the movie and the prequel. They both came out this year. Both written and directed by Ty West. Um, X is starring Mia Goth, Jenna Ortega, Martin Henderson, Brittany Snow, and uh, Kid Cudi. Um, and then uh, the movie Pearl, Mia Goth is also playing the character of Pearl in that one as well. So yeah. X is about essentially like stereotypical like horror movie as you can get. Uh, yeah. But it like does it in a real fun way. Um, does it in a really artistic way and does it as a great homage to the movies that came before. So uh, it's a tale as old as horror time. You know, 1979, group of young people are in a van headed to shoot a porn movie. Uh, what's more horror movie set up than that? Yeah, uh, they rented out a guest house on a secluded farm. An old couple lives there alone. Uh, Pearl and her husband, I think, oh God, I think his name is William. I forget what his name is. And uh, as night falls, you know, uh, Pearl starts kind of, Pearl starts coming out of the house and things get weird. You know, the, the husband comes out, shows him around. He's like, hey, you guys keep to yourself. You know, Pearl invites one of the one of the girls in, Mia Goth. You know, I think Maxine, the main actress in this porn movie. And just kind of starts like saying, hey, like, I wish I was young. I want to be beautiful like you. And the other girl's like, hey, you know, like, shit, shit happens, bro. You know, life, life gets all of us, right? And uh, Mia Goth's playing both roles. So she's just wonderful. Essentially, just Pearl starts murdering people. And stuff gets intense. And... She also keeps trying to hook up with Maxine, and she just really wants to be her, and she also just really wants to sleep with her husband. It's a really, <laughs> there's some really odd stuff in the movie, um, but it's you know just kind of young again. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, now don't my heart can't take it now. Now you don't don't get all worked up now with these young kids. All right. <laughs> yeah, the little whole time kid. he's just trying to hold it together. He's like, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like, look, she's horny. All right, we gotta we gotta chill her out. All right, she is, yeah, she is stoked to see you all here. Y'all can't be doing nothing crazy, and they just have to be shooting a poor movie. So it's just kind of the worst uh, scenario for this poor man who's just who's just trying to get through the last years of his life. And you know, Ty West when he he set out to make this movie, one of the things he said is he kind of he's like, I wanted to I wanted to make a movie that felt like dangerous, and so like this movie's a hard R. You know, it's it's definitely there's like he's like, and that's how horror movies used to feel. He's like now. You know, a horror movie, there's like, oh, there's a spirit. You know, you got these PG-13 horror movies. There's nothing wrong with that. I like a lot of those. But he's like, I wanted to feel like it used to. You know, it used to feel like dirty a little bit. You know, like, and, you know, people talked about, like, porn and horror. And they were kind of, they were both seen as, like, oh, these are, these are, like, the, you know, the genres we don't talk about. Like, these are, these are the bad stuff. You know, this is the gross stuff. And now horror is so mainstream. You just didn't want it to feel as mainstream anymore. And, and I think it's just a really successful movie. And it's a lot of fun. Um, well, I always say fun. You know, I don't I, <laughs> just, I mean, it's, you know, it's literally fun. It's not scary. You know, it's just a good slasher. Um, and then Pearl is kind of just the origin of the Pearl character. Mia Goth playing her again, obviously. It's 1918 during the Spanish flu. Um, her husband's at war. She's living with her parents. Overbearing mother doesn't let her do anything. So she's sneaking off and her mom catches catches her like going to the movie and she wants to be a star. You know, she's just like uh, Margot Robbie Babylon. She just wants she wants to be a star. She wants to be famous. She wants to travel around. And uh and her mom catches her going, you know, going out and uh, going to the movie, sees like a playbill or something. She pushes her, accidentally kills her mom, and just spirals out of control. Now, never mind the fact that she was dry humping a scarecrow at the beginning of the movie. That did happen. But, you know, so she just kind of goes and then, of course, goes on a killing spree because it's the prequel to the movie X. And now they're making another one, Maxine, which is coming out. It should be coming out in 2023. But I just love this little world that they created. 
and they're a lot of fun, super cheap horror movies to come out. But I mean, crowd pleasers. I think pretty well liked as well. I think the '90s on Rotten Tomatoes just kind of worked. So X and Pearl, huge fan. I'm a star. No, I'm a, I'm a star. star yeah. I'm a star. I was like, damn, she's going through it, bro. She's going through it. And you know what's funny is I think um, X is the better movie overall. But yeah. I think Pearl had the best like two scenes. So there you go. Yeah, I well, I actually think Pearl was better than X. Oh, there you go, man. It's beautiful. But I, X was more fun. Yeah, for sure. Like it was just fun, and then Pearl was just like a better like told story. But it was like kind of like it was like a simple story. Like I mean, oh it yeah, it wasn't nah, with it was like how quick it was done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was written. It was written like two weeks before shooting, and then they kind of they kind of were like, hey, a twenty four, like we're already out here, we're already shooting. We'll shoot at the same location. Uh, we happen to write another movie. Can we just shoot this one at the same time? And they're like, yeah, go for it. So, you know, shout out A24 too. Huge fan. Huge fan. Send us some merch. Oh, yes, um, please. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, I, I just love, like, con- like, just, like, putting them together, you know, because it's, like, they just, like, complement each other so well. Yeah. And there's stuff that you see that happens in Pearl that you see in X. Or, like, oh, why is that car there? And then you see why. And I just think all that's dope, man. Yeah, and, and, and just like you said, I love this world they build as well. And I've I've just never been so much more excited to see like the third movie. Like, yeah, we released all these two. I'm just so anticipated for almost like Dark Knight Rises or something. You know? Yeah. Let me get that third movie, bro. Let me see what else is gonna go on. And I and I I wonder what what type of horror movie we're gonna get. Yeah, it's interesting, the slasher, right? psychological, like what's what's it's gonna happen? A, well, it's taking place in the eighties, you know. So, oh yeah, um, and it's supposed to follow Maxine still afterwards. It's like she's not a star. Uh, life kind of hit her in the face, you know. She was she was at the the place of these grisly murders, and now what is she gonna do? It's like, oh well, we'll see. So I mean, it's just yeah, Mia Goth. You know, I think he was I think he was inspired by Mia Goth, and he's like, let's just run with it. And I also want to shout out Jenna Ortega in this movie because yeah, you know, she yeah. was really she had this Fallout and Scream all like within January, February, like the first two months of the year. And I was like, oh, I'm just gonna see Jenna Ortega everywhere. And then so I was like, she's a staple in my life now. Like I know who this is. And then I think when Wednesday came out on Netflix. Now everyone is like, all right, Jenna Ortega is a person. Just want to shout out that we, you know, knew about her first. You know, shout out my girl Jenna, bro. That's dope, man. That's like, I'm, I'm happy that that like, man, horror movies, huh? You just got a, a bunch of yeah, a ton of horror. This. Yeah, they they kind of came through. Shout out horror this year. It's uh, it like, was good. It's a good year for horror. Yeah, and there's man. some too that I enjoy that I just like. I mean, yeah, like I mean, Smile, possibly. Black Phone. Like, there's yeah, other even movies. Bodies, bodies, bodies. bodies yeah. Funny, yeah, bodies, bodies was that. That was probably like number fourteen on my list. Honestly, damn. Yeah, man, that's um, great. A lot of fun. <laughs> for sure, dude. Well, I'm gonna talk about, I guess, my number five. Yes, um, sir. It's, uh, with it. it's Marcel the Shell with shoes on. So you've got the book, you've got a little bit of a raisin, which I really don't think you're going to finish, but you can go to town, go to town. Also, you have two drips of water. Look over here. You have two drips of water. You got an LED flashlight in case the power goes out. You just got to step on it like this. See? See how it's like, whoa, sorry. My little stand right in front of it. Finally, this is the sparkler. What you do is you light this end on fire and then you step back. This can act as a flare, all right? What would I need? That's if you need a signal for help. And Dean's going to leave you his phone just in case. What? Was he the flare? You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, why don't we just put the colander over you now if you want? 
How's that? You must let me out of here. Uh, did you get a chance to watch this movie, Dubs? I did. I did. I actually watched it um, like about a week ago when I was in Nashville. Did you cry as much as me? I did not. I did not cry. I think there's a, you know, I do have a little, I think I have just like a little mental block where I enjoyed it and I did enjoy it. I, I did like this movie. I don't think it's weird. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. it's weird that's on your list at all, uh, but it is like a shell. It is a shell. <laughs> and it's a, it's like, it's also like a kid's movie too. Like yeah, which is fine. There's other Yeah, you could see this with a child, you know, like, and the child would be like, oh, sure. the Marcel is so adorable. But uh, yeah. Marcel is a shell, one inch tall shell, by the way. And Marcel lives with his grandmother, Connie, the only residents of their town after their neighbor's sudden mysterious disappearance. When discovered by guests amongst the clutter of his Airbnb, the short film he posts online brings Marcel millions of passionate fans and a new hope of reuniting with his long lost family. The way this little shell just has this outlook on life and like just the positivity of it and just the sense of wholesomeness and community in this movie. Yeah. It was just so damn like warming to my heart. You know? Yeah. No, it's really sweet. It was very such a sweet sweet film. Sweet film. Marcel is like a little nutty, you know, just keeps talking, a lot of questions, super quirky, does little quirky things. Yeah. Big fan of 60 minutes, you know? (laughs) <laughs> and uh huge fan right and and just like like the relationship marcel has with his grandmother connie like it just reminded me of like me and my family you know me and my grandparents you know i think growing up you know i don't know if you had a lot of babysitters in your family but like my grandma took care of us a lot you know mm-hmm. and i don't think she was as sweet as connie like she was like you know tough like mexican woman you know yeah. Um, but it's sweet to me, you know, sweet to me. And it just uh my viewing experience was just so like like I just felt like at peace, you know? Like and it's like I'm a weird guy, <laughs> yeah. And Marcel's yeah. a little weird too. And it just made everything kind of feel okay, you know? Yeah. Um Marcel says something about like like smiling and, and why is it important? And then Marcel says, because it's worth it. And I think I just take that to heart a lot. Yeah. Just smiling and and just being positive and just having hope out there, I think will get you going and will just give you that positive outlook on life that we kind of tend to forget sometimes. No, and, hey, uh, yeah. yeah. And I thank A24 for making like these, it started off as like short little films, yeah. And it just became this wonderful, wholesome movie that um, I think I always say, like, I didn't know I needed it yeah but i just did and it was i saw it in 2023 i didn't see it in 2022 but damn i wish i did (laughs) yeah no beautiful movie no i'm I'm glad i'm glad you saw it i'm glad it you know spoke to you man that's awesome yeah Uh, i think my i think i gave it a 96 overall it's pretty high yeah super high i just don't have any like faults with the movie even the animation like the way they styled it was dope um, there's certain like scenes, like certain just like visual like images that you could see of the lights and just the house and just how how tiny Marcel is and how big the world is and how scary it could be. Um, they they just do a good job like displaying that and and having you feel what Marcel's like going through. Yeah. Um, 
I gave it 96 YouTube blogs. Uh, I don't know if it was like oh, vlogs or videos, but I just like YouTube is like funny, huh? Like I love YouTube. Like it's crazy. Like the type of stuff that's on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's people day. just recounting their everyday lives on there. Like seven minute video. Like, Hey, Hey guys, you know, Hey, this is going on, you know, and people just eat it up, dude. And uh, how short you could just become a celebrity, like because of YouTube, Marcel becomes a rock star, dude. Everyone starts showing up to the house because Marcel, yeah, yeah. And I think it's nuts. Uh, my three word review is just be yourself. I think if there's anything you need to learn from Marcel, it's just to be yourself, and that community is awesome, and that we're all in it uh, together, and we care about one another, and don't ever forget that. I love it. I love it. Marcel, the show. All right. So now I'm going to hop into your number four, my number three. Uh, we're going Top Gun Maverick, baby. You'll fly a route in your nav system that simulates the canyon. The faster you navigate this canyon, the harder it will be to stay under the radar of these enemy Sams. The tighter the turns, the more intensely the force of gravity on your body multiplies, compressing your lungs, forcing the blood from your brain, impairing your judgment and reaction time. So for today's lesson, we're going to take it easy on you. Max ceiling, 300 feet. Time to target three minutes. Good luck. The target is one minute thirty. We are two seconds behind. Increase to four hundred eighty knots. We gotta move, Coyote. Copy. Increase the speed. Oh, shit. Why are they dead? We broke the three hundred foot ceiling. Now Sam took us out. No. Why were they dead? I slowed down and I didn't give her a warning. It's my fault. Was there a reason you didn't communicate with your team? I was focusing on one that their family will accept at the funeral. None, sir. Why didn't you anticipate the turn? You were briefed on the terrain. Don't tell me. Tell it to his family. Directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Written by Aaron Kruger. Air Corn yeah. Singer. Christopher McQuarrie. Wait, were you trying to stop me? No. Oh, okay, okay. Just make sure. Starring Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, Jennifer Connelly, John Hamm, Glenn Powell. Uh, this... The plot of this movie sounds like a Mission Impossible movie a little bit, which is, you know, Christopher McQuarrie uh, did a rewrite on the end of the script, so it makes sense. But the Navy has to destroy an unsanctioned uranium enrichment plan. <laughs> whose is it? We don't know. It doesn't matter whose it is. Someone's got it. We need to stop them. USA, baby. All we know is we need the best of the best on this, and that's why they call Captain Pete Maverick Marshall. Maverick is back to Top Gun to train the new batch of the best of the best to take out this uranium plant. He literally throws away the rule book in the movie. He has a rule book in his hands. He says, no, rule book doesn't work here. Tosses it. The higher up stress. They don't know what's going on. And he's like, you know what? I'm Maverick. You brought me here for a reason. Plot twist. They don't want him there. Iceman's helping him out. And, you know, Maverick does what Maverick does. He is a Maverick. He makes some Maverick moves. Proves that he's the best man for the job and ends up flying with these guys to take out this uranium plant. Top Gun Maverick was the movie event of the year. Avatar got overshadowed. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what the money says. Top Gun Maverick was the movie to watch this year. And goddamn, it was great. Man, what a film. What a film. What a film, indeed. Dude. Tom Cruise's 
Safe cinema, you know what I'm saying? I do. My man just out there hailing it. Shout out to uh, freaking uh, Rooster, right? Was that yeah. Name? Oh, yeah. yeah we Rooster? got, yeah. There's a, there's a lot going on. You know, we got Goose's son, Rooster. You know, rest in peace, Goose. We got Rooster out there. A little resentment. <laughs> a little resentment with Maverick. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, there's that going on. Yeah, for sure. We gotta dance. save Maverick. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> John Ham just yelling at everyone. Get it back to base. Yeah. I'm not gonna let anyone die to die. <laughs> I hate John Ham. No, he's good. Hey, it's just there's rules and regulations. Yeah, that's all right. Yes, bro. Whatever, dude. His shirt could not have been tighter, huh? John Ham was out there. Shirt I mean, if you tight. Wear a shirt that tight, bro, you gotta do it. Yeah, I'm not gonna fault the man for it. I'm not gonna fault him. <laughs> So just let loose a little bit, man. Be more like Maverick, man. Shout out to Maverick too. He was just been chilling, right? Oh yeah, he's been out there doing his thing for like he's like fifty some, right? Just like bachelor, just chilling, bro. Yeah, he was like testing out like some spacecraft. They're like, um, testing's done tomorrow, uh, and we're shutting you off. And he's like, then we'll just do it today. So <laughs> he, he makes yeah. Maverick moves. You know, you, you don't you yeah, call Maverick bro. if you don't make Maverick moves. Hell yeah, Maverick. brother. Hell yeah, dude. I loved it, man. I loved it. I, I think I gave it a 91. I almost want to give it more. Yeah. Because just my, more. dude, my movie theater experience, like, was just amazing, bro. There's that, there's that scene, right, where they're, like, they're, they're, they're doing the job, bro. They're shooting missiles and yeah. shit. Things are exploding, bro. Like, man, I swear, people were clapping. Someone in my theater got up, saluted, bro. Just, like, just started giving love to Maverick, bro. Yep. Um, they like, I swear someone like there is like, like a, a person with badges on just there watching it like proud. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved it, bro. I was sitting next to him. I was like, bro, this is hell. Yeah. yeah dude. This is it. Theo Vaughn story. Yeah, bro. I loved it. <laughs> that, but that's what it was. Like, that's like, like there was a, a platoon showed up, did a whole yeah. little seance yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah someone funny. was in the front, like enlisting people in the army after the show. Someone shot a rifle, bro. Yeah. Did the whole, poof. <laughs> like, I was like, hell yeah, bro. I saw an f- American flag get folded up. Yeah. Eagles just flying through the theater. Hell was, yeah, bro. Yeah. Fourth of July, bro. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it was, it was Hot dogs awesome. were free at the theater. It was great. Bro, people of color, everyone was there. Hispanics, yeah. black people, white people, bro. Yeah. The whitest of whites, too. Yeah. They were there, bro. The only colors that matter were the red, white, and blue. You know what I mean? Hell yep. yeah, bro. Yep. Hell yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I God. loved it. I was all about it. But I was drunk, bro. I was in there sauced <laughs> up, like, just sweating hard. Like, Hell yeah, bro. I'm proud to be an American. At least I know I'm free. Yeah. I thought it was controversial. They had us all do the Pledge of Allegiance beforehand, but I'm yeah, glad they did. I'm glad kind they of. did. It was, it was intense, bro. They like brought out some dude on a wheelchair, just willed his ass out. I think it was George Bush. Yeah. He's, damn. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> brought like, him out, bro. Yeah. I could walk. I'm like, nah, just sit down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he was like, he was drunk too. He was drunker than me, bro. My <laughs> man was like, it just turned. Someone whispered in his ear. He just got scared again. He was like, oh, shit. I wasn't <laughs> sure what I was going to be told. Oh, George W., um, I think he's a Coke guy, actually. You think he's a Coke guy? I'm pretty sure. Just college days, right? Like, Who was it? Right? Hollywood. I know, bro. Yeah. I, I played baseball, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't just shoot tobacco. We were freaking. <laughs> we did that sugar booger, baby. But no, it's a great movie. It's a terrific it's a good movie. movie. It's an awesome movie. It's a crowd pleaser. And it's. It's yeah. just kind of a testament to like, oh, like there you could make a good blockbuster film. And now everything can't be this, but it's good to know that this exists and it's sad to feel like it's like the 
it's not the norm. Like the fact that he's doing all these own, his own stunts, which is why this year yeah. Mission Impossible uh, coming out is going to be just someone so stop good. this man. He's going to kill himself, bro. Did you yeah. see that picture of him just on top of that tallest building? Yeah, but he's going to do no it for harness. us, bro. He's going to do for us, like. Bro, he's out there smiling and shit. You gotta, you know, you say like, "Oh, I just want to love you." You just have to let me know how. Like, this is how Tom Cruise loves us, bro. This is how he's loving on us by doing these guys. Midlife crisis, brother. I don't know what's going on. That's the best thing that ever happened to the cinema. <laughs> bro, it's so good. His midlife crisis is so successful. And, he's uh, gonna be the jackass, the next jackass movie, bro. <laughs> hey, so be it. They're like, oh, you do your own stunts. So do we. Why don't you just sit here with a cup and we'll have a, a like yeah. a UFC fighter just punch in the balls? Yeah. <laughs> cool. He's like, as long as I can wear my shades, brother. <laughs> hey, there you go. Aviators all day. Um, yeah, man. Oh, man, bro. Huge, huge fan. Um, it's, it was just, yeah, it's the best thing. I mean, you, that's what you want every like, blockbuster movie to be. Yeah. You want it, you want it to be that. You want it, it to changed be that. the game. Yeah. yeah. I thought, like, I thought, like, Black Adam was blockbuster. Like, I was wrong. No, I mean it is, but it doesn't have to be. You know that's what we're. Yeah, dude. and it's like it's just you know they did everything. They did as much real as they can, and you know like some directors still do that. You know, and luckily Tom Cruise is an actor who gets to decide how things are dictated, and he chooses what directors he works with, and that's just the level of star he is. And we are blessed that he is consistent with his vision, and he's so passionate about it. And I love it, man. I love it. You know, we had those those uh, that clip of him yelling at people during the like Mission Impossible <laughs> filming about wearing a mask and stuff, and it was like everyone we were all like collectively like, yeah, we're on his side. You know, I just yeah, I love dude. I love the guy. You know, like yeah. personal life aside, right? And everyone like everyone knows. You know, everyone knows like Scientology is a little intense, dude. There's been HBO documentaries about it. Like it's a lot. <laughs> there is, and bro. He's like, it is. He's like yeah. the Scientologist. But everyone's also like, hey, bro, would you like fucking Mission Impossible would be pretty good, though, don't you think? Like, it's all, it's okay, you know, we're just, we're hype. Um, and I'm not, I, I'm, I'm here for it, you know, whatever it is. Whatever Scientology did to make this happen, Yeah, it's it's put some good out in the world, you know, mostly bad, but uh, some good. Yeah, so, Tom Cruise is, you know, he's, I've, like, some would say he got better, bro. <laughs> You know, like, I like this version better, bro. I don't know who he was in the past. Man. This one's tight. Well, it's giving him a confidence to just be his own self. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, I love it. He's like Superman or something, you know? Oh, super, Superman. Well, what's the other superhero? What's your number Captain three? America. What's that? Oh, yeah, dude. Man, see, speaking about superheroes, um, <laughs> let's jump into my number three. Number three on my list. It was number one for a long time, brother. Mm. But I'm going to hit you with the Batman. Why did you write me? What do you mean? All those cards. I told you. We've been doing this together. You're part of this. We didn't do anything together. We did. What did we just do? I asked you to bring him in the light, and you did. We're such a good team. We're not a team. I never could have gotten him out of there. I'm, I'm not physical. My strength is up here. I mean, I, I had all the pieces. I had the answers, but I didn't know how to make them listen. You gave me that. I gave you nothing. You showed me what was possible. You showed me all it takes is fear and a little focused violence. You inspired me. You're out of your goddamn mind. What? This is all in your head. You're sick. Twisted. How can you say that? You think you'll be remembered? You're a pathetic psychopath. Begging for attention. You're gonna die. Oh, no, 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 no! A nobody! 
I'm not gonna like just break down the plot. Like it's Batman, bro. It's it's Halloween. Mm. You got the Riddler while now. Paul Dano's weird looking ass. Um, and it's like funny too because I think we talked about it because you know it's the Riddler. He's like masked up, but in the trailer, I think you see Paul Dano. So you're like, <laughs> this guy's got to be the Riddler, right? <laughs> like such as Paul Dano and the Riddler. Like no, nah. um, I loved it. I love the world they built. Um, DC is you know james gunn just started talking about dc and how like this is like considered dc like else worlds which is like just different stories like i think dc are they're just better like at these like stories yeah yeah they're just so good with these and it's just like dc too and with comic books they're like their graphic novel series like they're small little series they're just so good they're always so great and this is that like i'm so happy this is not going to turn into like oh let's get you know justice yeah. league going with Multiverse, the batman yeah. like i don't want any of that bro i just want simple stories badass stories great action um cool characters colin farrell's the penguin like he's not even recognizable <laughs> bro like he's just so good at it you know like everyone did such a good job i love this world they built um, I I do want to go to that penguin's ice box or what the hell that 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 place was called. Everyone's just clubbing, listen to the EDM. Like I just want to be in there. I love this movie so much that there's a song in the movie that's not even like an advertised song. It's just something I I remember playing in the background. It was like in my top like list for like 2022, like for Spotify. My Spotify on rap like had that like I <laughs> nice. think number one. I think yeah. I just kept listening to it um i was just so consumed by the movie i loved it so much i thought i was batman i told you i just like once you drink a you know blight or two you start thinking you can take over the world bro and i loved it man it was such a good movie shout out robert pattison my my emo batman you know everyone's like oh he looks so emo it's like i'm emo you know like we're, we're all emo bro like well, come on we all grew up in this era my man just a little <laughs> in his feelings bro <laughs> you're like every time i see him it's like it's so sad Hey, hey, Bruce, smile, baby. You look good, man. What's going on with you? Aren't you rich? Why are you so sad all the time? Um, I loved it. Shout out to the Batman. Number three, watch it. Um, I gave it a freaking 95. It was just so good. I But my movie going experience, I watched it like three times that week. I loved it, bro. I listened to that Kurt Cobain Nirvana song nonstop. Like, I was all about it, bro. Hell yeah, dude. I was all about it, bro. I loved it. Big fan. Huge fan. Hey, that's awesome. No, man, it was it was cool. I really liked it. I thought it was good. I loved it. I Maybe that experience was, really was dope. Yeah, I, thought, I mean, dope. some of the, you know, and you talk about, I mean, we're talking about, like, practical effects and stuff. Like, the, the car chase scene is just next level. <sighs> just beautiful, oh. like, filmmaking. The way it was yeah. shot is just so, so, so good. Um, it's... You know, to me, you know, my mind, I still prefer the Nolan Batmans. You know, I'm a, I'm a big Nolan Batman truther, still am. Mm, but okay. I don't think, and I don't think that this one, I mean, this one definitely is like, holds its own. It is, it's totally worth a watch. And uh, it's really exciting to see that, well, it's not, you know, it's nice to see. I mean, I, I do wish DC had a plan. You know, it looks like James Gunn finally has a plan and they figure something out. But, mm -hmm. uh, but it's nice that they were like, all right, well. We're not just going to not make these Batman movies, you know, and Ben Affleck was going through his crisis or whatever. And so they, you know, they got Robert Pattinson, you know, they got, and they, they put some together that's, you know, really good. And yeah, I think I gave it like 86, you know, I dug this movie quite a bit. Didn't make it on my top 10, but uh, I thought it was a really good flick. 
Hell yeah, dude. I loved it. I'm just a big kid, bro. You know? It, yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, all right. oh, man. Dude, let's get that Batman RRR crossover. You know? Let's oh, make that happen. Yeah, so, something like that. I'm sure, I'm sure The Rock was like, hey, hey, Black yeah. Adam, man. He's, you know, they're trying to freeze him out right now, but hear me out. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's hitting him up right now. Robbie, Robert, hey. Robbie. <laughs> Patty boy. Oh, man. Is the rock. <laughs> You're welcome. He's like, hey, yeah. let's go. <laughs> man, I want to drink term on it with the rock, but I know he's like, he'd be scary, bro. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm convinced he's not drinking that much. You know, there's like that. So <laughs> he spits it out. He's like, too many calories. Doesn't fit the macros. Or it's just like, you know, how, uh, you know, when you're sponsored oh, by someone, yeah, you just get water. Oh, damn. Don't tell me that. Yeah, I mean, Mario just can't be drinking tequila all the time. He's got kids and shit. Like, he's doing stuff. He's working I think out. He's just like he—he he could just do it all. Yeah. No, nah, man. There's a lot of fake <laughs> fake meals too. There's a lot going on with the Rock that's not you as know, it seems. Fake meals. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Going on. He purges right after eating that. No, yeah. he just doesn't eat it. You know, he's like, all right, about to eat 17 pizzas right now. <laughs> yeah. And he like takes a picture, and then he's like, all right, you guys can come in. And then like you know the whole like 30 people walk in and just yeah, everyone eating. on like the, I, he must have like 50 people working for him at his yeah, house. it's just everyone on set. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like his, his life is a set, bro. Yeah. yeah. He's got like a like a DP executive producers. There, like <laughs> he's got an assistant yeah <laughs> like, that's so real all right well yeah no but batman batman good flick good flick um all right so we're gonna hop into my number two now uh it's gonna be oh another horror movie it'll be the last horror movie i talk about but um barbarian yeah i'm sorry who are you what who are you this is 476 Barbary, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think so. You don't know? No. I don't live here. I'm renting this place. It's the middle of the night. I don't have it on top of my head, the address. No, I, I'm renting this place. What? Are you, are you sure you have the right place? Yeah, I booked it like a month ago. This is unbelievable. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know. Why don't you, why don't you come inside? And we'll call these idiots. Uh, written and directed by Zach Krager. This was his solo uh, directorial debut as well. Starring Georgina Campbell, Bill Skarsgård, and Justin Long. Uh, this movie was insane. And uh, it's a movie that took me off guard. And it's a movie that I think... I mean, I cannot remember the last time I was so excited to tell people to watch a movie. than I was... It was just so... I think I literally yeah. went to our chat and all, I mean, we talked about this. We reviewed this movie as well in the pod, but like I was all caps, just like go watch barbarian right now. Like don't look at anything. Just go watch this movie. It is insane. Um, I mean, so, you know, that being said, we're going to talk about it a little bit and just kind of spoil it. I mean, um, but you know, it starts out you know, and it just, again, we're talking about playing with expectations, right? Like they, yeah. they're like, Oh, you know, you go you get to an Airbnb, it's double booked. And that's how they, they um, advertised it. It's like, oh, there's a double booking in an Airbnb. What's really going on? And that's the movie starts. She goes to this house in Detroit, goes to this Airbnb. The key's already taken out of the lockbox. Someone's in there. And they're like, what's going on? They kind of compare notes. He's like, hey, no, I, 
I booked it through Airbnb. She's like, oh, I did like Verbo or whatever, you know? And they're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, they eventually decide that they're not going to murder each other, stay the night, you know? And it's all all the horror movie red flags are coming up. Like, what's going on? Shouldn't stay the night. Don't do this. And everything's fine. She goes to her job interview, comes back the next day, comes back to the place, goes in the basement, sees a hallway, finds a room, you know, just a bed in there, blood on it, you know, creepy with a camera. Again, horror movie, red flags. She gets locked in this basement. No, she's going to die. And he comes, lets her out. It's okay. It just keeps messing. You're like, when is it actually going to happen? Yeah. And then, and then something finally does happen. And then immediately jump cuts to Justin Long, who you forget was even supposed to be in this movie at all. Yeah. And he's just riding down the freeway, like the PCH just jamming out. And he gets a call from his like agent or publicist, like, hey, like, um, you know, and he's an actor, just, you know, was in this pilot. And they're like, hey, you know, uh, your, your co star or whatever is, you know, we got some problems. You know, she's, she's accusing you of rape. And he's like, what? What? And, you know, just like shocked, you know, and that B word. Yeah. yeah he's not, he's, he wasn't stoked. <laughs> and so, and then it's like this whole, it's like, oh my gosh. And so now, like, it's just such an intense shift in tone, like from just this like horror movie, this whole horror setup, and it opens up this whole new world where the next thirty minutes of this movie you spend with Justin Long, and and then the threads connect, you know, and you see him kind of connecting. It is the wildest. It, it was just so wild. Yeah, um, dude. It felt very modern, you know, like it just. Yeah. It felt like it was something. It was a movie for right now. Uh, the. The horror was horror, you know. It was it was definitely gross. It was intense. Um, there was some stuff that's like cathartic, but it is it's a lot, you know. And there's uh the backstory is about it. it's like really gross. It's just such an effective horror movie, and I was really surprised by it, shocked by the presentation, and just loved the setup of it all. And I was yeah. so taken aback that. I knew it was going to be high on my list. When I started mapping everything out, I was like, oh, man, this is... How did this get to number two? Look at you. Look at you, Barbarian. Who would have thought? Not me. But, yeah, Barbarian, number two for me. Loved it. Loved it. And it's Detroit, bro. I'm not going to oh, lose yeah. Detroit. Oh, yeah. They're in Detroit. It is a rough neighborhood. <laughs> but it's funny because then that's just... You see Airbnbs like that, bro. You see, like, then the ones next to them just look all busted. And you see yeah. this nice house, and it's hard to get into. You got to, like, unlock things and... Um, it's definitely a movie for right now, and it's uh, like like I don't think it was like well, it's like made by this comedian person, right? Yeah, because there's funny moments, and you're like, man, was this like intentional? And I think it always was. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, there's you know, <laughs> yeah. you there's know, some, there's some great moments with Justin Long too. Hell yeah, he's. I just mean, he's so like a, the worst character of all time, but yeah, you know. he's like a real piece of work. Yeah, <laughs> like he's yeah for sure. He's wild, bro, and uh, and it's just cool the way he connected them, the director, because like I know the first part was done, and then he was like, you know what, and I'm just do this part too, and it just yeah. worked out so well. Right. And it 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 is a horror movie. It's like scary, you know. There's like a legit scene where I was like, what the hell am I watching, bro? Um, yeah, and it was just executed great. It was so good. Hell yeah. Um, so no, just the abrupt, I mean, literally I, I wouldn't be surprised if people like, were like, wait, did the movie just stop? Like, did someone else start playing? Like, is there yeah. a problem with the projector or is there a problem with my TV? Like why, what's going on? Uh, and they, and you got to shout out the studio too, because they 
advertised it so well. You know, if you haven't seen it now and you're hearing us talk about it, it's not going to be remotely jarring at all. But I'm telling you, if you watch this movie after hearing this conversation, when it cuts to Justin Long in that car, I had no idea anything like that was going to happen at all. <laughs> yeah, dude. All I knew yeah. was that this was like an Airbnb Same. gone wrong. That was yeah. it. I knew nothing else. I don't know what was going on. And, it freaked and me I out, didn't man. see the trailer. I didn't see the trailer, bro. I, all I did was saw the poster. And yeah. I was like, that's it. You know, that's it. And then so I, I just was shook. I was like, I yep. almost threw up. So, no, but I mean, and again, the movie's done. I mean, I think it's done really well. And, uh, but it's, you know, so much of these movies now, you're, you have to, it's not just, you're not just making the best movie, but you have to make, make a movie for an informed audience, you know? And it just was done so well. It was just so much, like, I just imagine him writing it and be like, hey, I got him. <laughs> got him again. Like, it just, <laughs> it just worked. And when it was gruesome, it was gruesome. I screamed, like, right before the credits rolled, I was like, Ah, and the, the credits hit. And I started texting people. I, bro, I gotta see this crazy ass movie, man. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, so yeah, it's just it's so fun. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> Barbarian. All right, but hit us, hit us with your number two, brother. Uh, number two, gonna waste no time. Elvis. We still need to get a novelty act to bring in the young folk. Yes, yes, yes. That's why you have a meeting with the Duke of Paducah tonight. If we can book the funniest mouth in the South, we'll have the greatest show hey, Jimmy, of the season. Jimmy, turn that record off. Y'all have to hear this. Kids all over town are playing it everywhere I go. I hear Negro rhythms, but with a country flavor. Sun Records, that's uh, Sam Phillips' label. Oh, yeah, Phillips. He makes all those race records with the colored singers. Well, this fella's on the hayride tonight. After me in the newcomer spot. In Shreveport? <laughs> no, they are not putting a colored boy on the hayride. That's a thing. He's white. He's white. Buzz! Buzz! I just love Elvis, man. It's so good. Austin Bowler is Elvis. He just, like, mastered his craft, brother. Yeah, it's that, like Like that voice? Kind of. Love that voice, dude. Huge fan of that voice. Keep that voice, Austin. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't let the world take it away from you. But yeah, it's 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 Elvis, bro. You see his rise to fame, and uh, you see this jacked up relationship that he has with his manager. Col- uh, is it Colonel or Colonel? What do you say? Uh, Colonel. It's Colonel. Tom Parker. That's a fake ass name, bro. Um, but um. <laughs> Yeah, bro, 20 years of just management over this, like, just piece of crap person, bro. Yeah. Taking, just being taken advantage of. The only bright thing was his love for Priscilla, man. He loved her so much, bro. Um, And yeah, man, Elvis is just dope, man. I love Elvis. The songs were amazing. This guy was not, he's nominated for best actor, right? Uh, Butler, yeah. I mean, yeah. Hell yeah, bro. He, he Hell yeah, as he should. Life, yeah, bro. He's never going to talk yeah, the bro. same again. Yeah, he might win it. Like he this, might, you know, he like might win the bet. The whole damn doing thing. the voice. No, this is the yeah. voice. You know, it's like, all right, come on, Austin. It's oh, like, yeah, I always well, talk I, about this. I, uh, thank y'all very much for uh, yeah. letting me come on. Let me come on. Who you got? Show it away, Um, <laughs> but bro, he was fucking drunk. <laughs> he was on pills, brother. He was doing everything, bro. He got fat. I loved it, bro. I'm just a big fan. <laughs> big fan of Elvis. Skinny Elvis, fat Elvis, like 
Everything you know, like you know, people make fun of Elvis. Like you know, you go to Vegas right now, you can f- see a million of them. Yeah, uh, I I what love I mean, it, bro. I, I think if I were to get married, like, like I would want Elvis there. I want him to officiate my wedding. I or something. I don't know if your wife's gonna feel the same way, but that's cool, man. That's hey, that's that's what you get with the man, man. You know what I'm saying? You get Elvis, and uh, I just loved it. It was a beautiful, beautiful film. Uh, my man Booby, you know, uh, shout out to his mom. <laughs> Should not need to go out like the way she did. And dude, Elvis's dad is an idiot, man. Can someone just slap him? I hope he's still alive. I want to just slap him, bro. That guy sucks. <laughs> Terrible dad. But uh, but yeah, man, I just loved Elvis. I, I'm just gonna keep saying I loved it. Uh if you like biopics, like you're gonna like this because he does a good job, man. He's not like bad. Like you're very sympathetic for him. You root for him. You want him to have success. You know, we're talking about chasing dreams. He chased his dream. He, man, bro. Shout out to Tom Parker, too, bro. That, that guy came up. <laughs> that guy, that guy, bro. What a bad person that guy was, dude. Uh, Tom Hanks, I don't think his performance is as bad as people don't like it to be. It wasn't like Ooh, the best ever. That's play. a hot take. Right. I don't think because like you hate you hate him. Like yeah, it's, if do. your job was to hate him, it worked. I hated him. I hate. I think if I see Tom Hanks, I'm not gonna talk about Forrest Gump or anything. I'm gonna be like, bro, you really sucked as Tom Parker. I hated you, man. Hmm. But you're saying like you hated him. the character because he did things that were not good. Correct. Yeah. Versus, I love Tom Hanks because he was like a bad actor. No, no, no. I would never tell him that. Okay. Yeah, you no, hey, I was if you want to, I would, I, I would tell him, like, hey, bro, stop. If someone tells you to use a different voice, <laughs> just don't, just don't, <laughs> just use your Tom Hanks voice. It would be the same movie. No one cares. You're witty. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not a big deal at all. It wouldn't have changed anything about the movie. It would have been fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good. Hey, Austin Butler, uh, totally well deserved, uh, best actor nom for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think he's a front runner for best actor. And deservedly so. Again, he like he's like, I mean, there's been so much talk about his voice. I feel bad for him. And then R.I.P. Lisa Marie Presley. She just passed away. Yeah, she did. Priscilla though, still thriving, bro. Oh yeah. Um. So now we're gonna talk about my number one, your Whoa. number six. Damn. That we skip. Damn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my number one. Uh, oh, what's up? Put the emphasis on six. Bro. Yeah, your number fucking six, dude. You fucking hated this movie. Right? I'm gonna get, I'm not even dunked on. Not even top five, bro. Yeah. No, but my number one movie. Yeah, even your number one is my number four. You know, um, is <laughs> everything everywhere all at once. You are getting fat, and you never call me, even though we have a family plan, and it's free. You only visit when you need something. You got a tattoo, and I don't care if it's supposed to represent our family. You know I hate tattoos. And of all the places I could be, why would I want to be here with you? Yes, you're right. That doesn't make sense. Evelyn, Beshola, Gola. Let her finish. Maybe it's like you said. Maybe there is something out there, some new discovery. That will make us feel like even small pieces of shit. Something that explains why you still went looking for me through all of this noise. And why, no matter what, I still want to be here with you. I will always 
always want to be here with you. Uh, it's written and directed by the Daniels, who are Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinart. Uh, starring Michelle Yeoh, uh, Stephanie Hugh, Hugh uh, Ki Huai Kwan. How do you say his name? Do you know? Uh, just, that's my brother Ki, bro. Man, yeah, Ki Huai Kwan. I just don't want to mess it up, but I know I did. I'm so sorry, bro. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I just went to this, I just heard this thing. It's like, hey, you want to like show people respect? Pronounce their names right. And I was like, shit, man. All right, I want to. I want to, man. I, I like <laughs> I this guy a lot. Damn. You I, just, I, like, I, I just, knew it. I just didn't look it up, you know? And H U Y is still for, I just don't know. But yeah, my man, my guy, he's, he's, he just won the. He won. <laughs> I love this guy. I love, I love him guy. too. I'm a big fan guy. of him. Big fan of him. Um, okay. Huge fan. But yeah, I mean, so if you, if you haven't watched this movie, I mean, watch it immediately, right away. It's so, 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 so good. Um, if you don't know the plot, I mean, the title is a good start for trying to figure it out. It's just everything. Um, this is there. There is a point in this movie where it just goes into you know complete chaos. I mean, I think they keep it together pretty well. I also feel like this movie, as much as sometimes I go anti Marvel movie, this movie doesn't yeah. work if like Spider Man doesn't come out. You know, like this, yeah, like made this stuff so like mainstream for us and Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness that where like people are, I feel like are able to accept this easier. I think if we lived in a world where those movies had not come out and had not been popular, this might have been like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Um, maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, yeah, it's like a Chinese-American immigrant family. Uh, you know, mom is super, you know, overbearing, super stressed out. Uh, the husband's just trying to hold things together. He's trying to serve her divorce papers. They're in the middle of getting audited by the IRS. He doesn't know when to serve the divorce papers. Her dad's coming to visit. Her daughter's there. Her daughter's dating a girl, obviously, is not being accepted by mom. Mom doesn't want to tell her dad about it. It's just, and they work at this laundromat. It's just, you know, family's struggling, right? Like Things are not going well. They go to this IRS audit, and all of a sudden, someone just takes over her husband's body and is like, hey, you know, essentially, you're the key to saving the universe, yeah. and we need you to, you know, tap into these other worlds. And... Then a movie happens, and it's just one of the most, um, I mean, cool. It's one of the coolest, wildest, yeah, just insane movies I've ever seen. And I think it works because it just kind of falls back onto, like, you know, all you need is love, you know? And that's, like, kind of pretty much the main point of the movie is, you know, just, like, lo- you know, lo- love your family and, you know, cherish who you're with and, and appreciate that. And that's that's like the message. And the way they deliver that message is just this insane, like, universe-expanding, multiverse situation, which kind of feels like a little bit Matrix, a little bit like Spider-Man kind of thing, where you can kind of tap into other, like, versions of yourself, and you, like, gain their skills. That's why it feels like the Matrix, where at times they're like, hey, we're just going to teach you Kung Fu. Let's just download the Kung Fu file. Like, she's like, all right, I need to know Kung Fu. So she's going to, like, tap into yeah. the alternate version of her that knows Kung Fu. And then in her current state, she'll know it because she, like, connected with that. And she's able to do this on a level that others can't. If that sounds a little confusing, kind of is. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it wasn't that confusing at all. Um, I was a little confused. Okay, fair enough. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a little confusing. <laughs> it, just, it wasn't, like, so, I mean, I, I just, I felt like I could follow it. Yeah, I mean, it's also like, like I, I mean, I'm saying I was confused. I also followed it pretty well. <laughs> I was just like, "What the hell is going on?" Because it's kind of quick, man. You know, like it goes things fast, jump yeah. around. 
know, and then it's like to like go into these other worlds, you gotta do something weird. Yeah. So you got people doing weird stuff. You know, there's this like it reminds you of this scene from New Girl when uh Nick and Jess are just doing weird things back and forth. And then like Nick is like, What are we doing? And Jess is like, I don't know. And I was just like <laughs> why were they I was like, why did they keep doing this stuff? You know, they're like cutting like in between their like their fingers with like yeah. paper like you know, it's like I don't know what what defines weird, you know? Oh, weird. Know. I mean, one of one of the things they had to do to like do the jump <laughs> oh, was bro. jump on a yeah. butt plug. Yeah, bro. And that was so, nuts. which was the auditor of the year award, which is also just hilarious. Yeah, so, like, they bro. had to jump on like an anal plug. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> and so they both had, you know, everyone has these little headsets in. That's how they're getting the information. Mm-hmm. And they both seem to get the information at the same time and kind of look up and then just immediately drop their pants and try just jump onto it. <laughs> Ask yeah, and first. then they blur it out. Yeah. It's just like it just adds an extra level of funniness. Yeah, so the guy like, has just no pants it. on, but it's all just blurred out and they're just Yeah, bro. Some lady fine. in my theater was like, Oh like just wilding yeah. out, bro. Like someone brought their mom. Mom was just like just she just t- took over. You know, like yeah. you know when someone laughs really funny and then it just makes you laugh. And then you just look at the screen and you're like, damn, this is intense, bro. What is <laughs> going on here? It was it was a amazing th- movie theater experience for me, oh, it and it just kept going on a roll. Like, watch movies in the theater, please, man. I think it's back in theaters right now because of the nominations yeah. it's gotten. Uh, get get your ass into a theater and just watch it because watching it with a with a just a group of people is just so much fun, man. So much craziness happens, and it's amazing. If you haven't seen it for sure watch it it's high i mean like yeah it's number six on my list but i mm. gave it a 96 you know it's i rated it higher than top gun maverick and the batman mm. i think it's a better movie it should be a lot of people's number one movie because it's just so yeah. good like it's just it's so good and it's got this dope just wholesome family like you know freaking generational like just like trauma and just like man i don't know it's i i, I loved it yeah, I mean it's all that, and it's it's something that it just resonates with everyone when you're watching it. You're like, oh man, like I, you just love to see. I mean, there's such a there's this heartbreaking moment where you know the the matriarch of this family is holding everything against. Well, so Ki Huai Quan, um, his name's uh, Waymond in the movie, yeah, and he she's holding like everything against him. Like she's like resents him she feels like he's the reason they they're not like thriving in life that they only own this laundromat and she taps into this other world where she's a movie star and she's kind of like seeing her life as a movie star and how great it is and he shows up and he's like in a suit and he's like hey how have you been you know and in this world they're not together and she's like oh you know still it's still herself so still like resentful like look at like look at how well i've done you know without you and and he's like, oh, like I, I'm doing pretty well too. And she was kind of like shook, like, oh, like maybe I'm not holding you down. You're not. It was just, but it was so heartbreaking because she just yeah. had resented him so much and was holding on to so much. It's just, you know, the way and the way they attack all these themes is, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's a really heartfelt movie, and it's also insanely cool. It also has people trying to jump on butt plugs, and it's just insane. <laughs> like it's all over the place. Yeah, dude. But it's yeah. it's just really sweet and really endearing and God damn I loved it I just loved it so much and I yeah I was totally blown away by it 
super i mean i expected to like it because the trailer was just so cool and the reviews were coming out and they were really good and i was like okay like and it's a24 you know and I'm like, let's go and when i watched it i was like yep that's that's the movie i wanted like i had no idea i mean there's a scene where they're just rocks and the, the yeah. way they're talking is just like through text on the screen it's hilarious i bought a pet that's rock from a24 amazing you did you did <laughs> oh yeah it, it it was good. Hot dog fingers, man. Hot yeah, dog fingers. hot dog finger yeah. world. They're just there. There's alternate it was universes. A wild There's world. infinite. Heck yeah, dude. There's good. like a movie where Ratatouille is just real. It's like Ratatouille in real life. Yeah, raccoon. Raccoonatouille. Yeah. <laughs> My man was out there walling the owl. Yeah, just the best chef at Benihana. Plot twist, raccoon. <laughs> yeah. It was all bad. <laughs> no, it was a good movie. Super unique. It took a risk. And it 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 paid off, man. Yeah. It, it like, man, we need more risky movies in the world. And I'm really and it's like best picture. Got nominated, bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. There's nominations. Michelle Yeoh, right? Nominated, like first Asian American, I think, to be mm-hmm. nominated for Best Actress. And she won the Golden Globe and Ki Wei Kwan won the Golden Globe as yeah, well. Bro, he might have won Best Supporting Actor, dude. Yeah. And he, this I is a guy that a too. was out of Hollywood. Like he just was for a kid years. actor. Just like went behind, he said he went to school like for film, you know, yeah. and then he saw Crazy Rich Asians and he was like, "Brother, I'm I could be in this. Yeah. You know, hell yeah, we got some Asian movies now. Hell yeah, brother!" And then he just got this role. They were like, "Hey man, we got a role for you. It's this one. Plot twist. It's like it just took over the world, bro. <laughs> it was a really good movie. Yeah, it's awesome, awesome stuff and yeah his story is so great and he did win the yeah. glow for best supporting actor i think he's gonna win uh at the oscar i mean there's no i so there's no one else even kind of in contention and his story is so good as someone who just hadn't worked in hollywood for 30 years and yeah and everything he's saying you know he was um what's his, he was in indiana jones and the goonies and mm-hmm. you know and just like didn't he, do it. He he's just, just not so the job anymore. appreciative yeah of having another opportunity to be out there and like live his dream. And it's so cool to see someone to just be like, man, like this is, I'm just so grateful. So thankful. So blown away by everything. And I mean, he's awesome in the movie too. It's so good. But yeah, everything ever all at once. If you haven't watched it, check it out. Enjoy it. Have a great time. You know, like hug your loved ones, you know, cry, oh, yeah. have a good time. And, um, well, now, so if you want to introduce your number one, my number four. Yeah. So this one, did not expect this to be my number one. Same. I thought the Batman was I mean, going to be I didn't it expect it to be my number four. I, didn't, I had no yeah. expectations. I almost didn't I just, watch it. I know. It's like, I, well, I didn't sell it well <laughs> the first time. <laughs> and then it, it, something in you like heard me, and you're like, okay, this is good. I like this. Um, I loved it. Um, my number one is going to be Banshees of Inisherin. Now, I'm sitting here next to you, and if you're going back inside, I'm following you inside. And if you're going home, I'm following you there, too. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. And if I've said something to you, maybe I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it, but I don't think I said something when I was drunk and I've forgotten it. But if I did, then tell me what it was. And I'll say sorry for that too, Colin. With all my heart, I'll say sorry. Just stop running away from me like some fool of a moody schoolchild. But you didn't say anything to me. You didn't do anything to me. Well, that's what I was thinking, like. I just don't like you no more. You do like me. I don't. You liked me yesterday. Oh, did I? Yeah. I thought you did. 
Let's go. And I think it's such a great movie. Um, essentially, it's about two friends that just stop talking to one another. Like one of them just stops talking to them, and it's like remote island. Huh? That's it. That's yeah, the movie. Dude. yeah, that's, that's, the, movie. Like, that's the movie. The, the remote island, Irish, right? Yeah, and in Ireland, right? It's a remote little island. There's like no one there, bro. There's yeah. like there's only three buildings. I swear. There's like <laughs> Hadrick, him and his uh, and his freaking sister Saban. They just live in the little house. Mm-hmm. There's a little bar where everyone meets up at, and then uh, Brendan Gleeson's character Colm, he's got his little house. And I swear that's it. That and just like a little town. Where yeah, it's like a small I, I town. Just little, Everyone knows each other. Or something. Yeah, yeah, they have yeah. to like go into town to like get the milk or whatever. You know. Yeah, the the mail too. Yeah, they yeah. have to like. It's weird. There's, there's one cop. I, I swear. There's one singular cop that's running around. It's a simple movie, man. It's a simple movie. One person just stops talking to the other person, and. He just Colin Farrell's character just does not like accept that. Like he just does not like take no for an answer. Yeah. Until Brendan Gleeson's Colin's character is like, "Well, brother, if you keep talking to me, I'm gonna chop off my fingers." And he chops <laughs> off his fingers, bro. It's intense. <laughs> like it's just like intense. I felt so bad, bro, because I would have done the same thing. I'm, nah, come on, man. Nah, you're not gonna do that, are you? And then you do, and you're like, damn. Well, he's not gonna chop all of them off, right? Then he does, and it's just like, yeah. fuck. It's so bad, bro. It's so heartbreaking. It's yeah, like because it's like his only friend, you know. It is yeah. this super small town. I mean, every time he wakes up, he's like, oh, I'm going to the bar. Like you coming with? He's like, nope. And then he tells him, just like, yeah, I don't want to be friends anymore. And he's like, what? Like it's just so like it. It. Oh man. Bro. But for some reason, it works. I don't, you know, I you can explain this movie to someone, and they're like, so how is that a movie? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, well, he doesn't cut off all his fingers at once. Like, you know, they drag it out. Um, it, starts, <laughs> <laughs> it starts with, like, one finger, and then yeah. uh, later there's yeah. more. Um, yeah. And it's hilarious. It's also, like, just, I mean, the first time this guy cuts his finger off, it's, like, laugh out loud funny. Because he cut his finger off. Like, Yeah, he did. And he threw it at his door. Yeah. They just hear a thump, and he walks away, and they go look, and there's just a finger on the floor. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell, dude? And then, like, Carrie Condon, like, Saban, like, you know, Colin Farrell's sister, she's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, goes to his house, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You're fucking crazy. He's like, I'm not fucking crazy. He's like, you chopped your fucking finger. <laughs> and he's like, ah, I just, I just want to know we bothered. You know, he's just like... <laughs> I'm doing fine, Carrie. I'm doing fine. He's like, just leave me alone. I'm, I'm like getting anxiety watching it because I'm like, the hell is going on, bro? You know. And then it's like, I don't do well like being ignored. You know, if you ignore me, I'll I go crazy. I'll start like yelling yeah. shit. You know, like I can't do that. You know, like the silent treatment. You know, people are like, oh, like the silent treatment. Like that's the way. Like, that's not the way, bro. That's like, I mean, it's mean. Yeah, it's really mean. That's that's like, hey, don't be rude. You can just be like, hey, uh. Super weird, right? Don't want to talk to you. I just don't, dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. nothing gets you. It's just, uh, I just don't want to talk to you. Like, it's well, just I mean, me. he definitely says you. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he's like, you're like, dull, bro. You know, it's he's like, like, I only got so many years left. I just don't want to spend them talking to you. <laughs> That's and the worst like, shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like buds. They were like best friends. Yeah. And like the whole town, I hate them because they're all like, calm is like, yeah, like, hell yeah, bro. Like, let's listen to him. He chopped one finger off. Like, Pfft. 
my man calm bro like he's just doing it like he this is what he wants bro he's a musician you know like, it's just it's a bummer of a movie it's sad but it's got his accolades bro like it's a good movie it's nominated for best picture colin farrell's nominated for best actor brennan gleason and barry keegan nominated for best supporting actor Carrie Condon Esteban, she's nominated as Best Supporting Actress. The director got nominated. Like, everyone's getting nominated for this yeah, movie. It's great. It's a good movie. It's so good. And I know um, the director gets a lot of love. Martin McDonough, I know he gets a lot of yeah. love for um, Seven Psychopaths, right? I remember good when that it. came out, everyone yeah. was like, bro, it's the best thing ever. I loved it. And I liked it. I thought it was good, but I didn't like it. I didn't love it as much as everyone. I love this movie. Like, I just love it. I've seen it three times already. First time in the theater, second time at home, third time in the theater. It's just so good. Like I just loved it so much. I'm so happy it came back. Watch it in theaters if you can. If you can, it's on HBO Max. Check it out. It's such it's such a good movie. I you know you've been agreeing with it, everything I've been saying, but like yeah. something else. Stand, why is it on your number four? Like I I, I was sh- I was shook that it was that high for you. Oh wow. What is, oh, not mean, not not that it's not a bad movie. Like, well, not that it's not a good movie, right? And not that it's not something that you really liked and cared about. We just haven't talked about it much. We, the only time we talk about it is just we just crack all these jokes about it because it's funny. Well, yeah, and sending the uh, sending the pictures <laughs> of what's his name. Uh, <laughs> there was this after the Chargers lost. I'm sorry to bring it up, but you sent a picture of Brendan Gleeson's calm, like just him sitting down. <laughs> I was ready to start cutting fingers off, bro. I was ready to start cutting fingers off. I was tired of all y'all motherfuckers. I know, bro. I loved it. I loved it. I didn't say shit because I was like, no, I learned from from freaking Patrick. Like, I I learned, bro. Just leave the man alone. I was like, I was like, please, for the love of God, do not talk to him right now. Please. Please do not talk to doves. Do not talk to him right now. Please. I need him to have all his fingers. We got a podcast to do, brother. Don't do this oh, to don't do this to dubs. Those dark days. Dark days. Yeah, I know, bro. You were <laughs> pissed, bro. Oh, <laughs> Fuck. My sister was about to go over your house. Like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> Stop fucking doing this. No, but I so you know, I think the well, I, you know, when you initially told me about this movie, you're like, oh bro, you gotta watch Banshee's <laughs> Inishirian. I'd never even heard of it, you know. I think I maybe yeah. just heard the title, you know. And um I was like, eh, okay, whatever. And you were like, it's it's not, you're like, it's pretty boring. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, I'm just not going to watch it then. <laughs> like, cool. I think one of the first times on this podcast, I was like, movie can't be boring. You know, say whatever you will, it can't be boring. And so when you said that, you're like, no, but it's good. And I was like, well, I'm just going to trust you. And you say it's boring, and uh, I'll pass. And you're like, no, 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 bro, like, it's good. And then... um I was just like, no, like I'm good. And you're like, well, fuck, this conversation's over. And I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah. And we kind of moved on, you know? And then uh, obviously you, you had talked about it in some other like group chats and stuff. And you're like, Banshees, you guys, why Banshees, bro? This and that. Talk about how good it was. And then I, I, so I hopped on Rotten Tomatoes after you had started talking to everyone else about it. And I was like, looking. And it was just, you know, I had such high marks. And it was like a comedy. And they were saying, oh, this is like a really dark, like dry comedy. And I was like, yeah. okay. I like a dark, I could do a dry comedy. Yeah. And then, you know, just such, the reviews were so good. I was like, it was on HBO Max. It was already super easy to watch. And so, you know, my wife and I threw it on. We both loved it. Like, we both just thought it was terrific. And Oh, that's um, nice. Yeah. And it was, I mean, I thought it was so funny. I just enjoyed it. I mean, they. they, It's like high key funny. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so I. Like 
very hilarious. Yeah, and I also, you know, and I think too, and we, you know, you and I have both had moments like this, you know, even recently in the last couple months of like, you know, expressing to our friends like how important our friendship is to each other, and yeah, um, you know, and kind of like just like you know refocusing that and just being like, hey, you guys, like you know, just so you know, we like, we all appreciate each other, and um, you know, and really like nice, genuine moments, and and so to like watch this movie it's like also like heartbreaking because it is funny yeah. but there's a world where like oh my gosh like what if what if that happened like that'd be the worst thing in the world and um <laughs> so i don't know i mean it's just a, it's just a wild movie and super i mean it's just super good it's super good well acted i mean well directed super super well paced and i get what you were saying about like it's boring i mean it's definitely not boring but it's it's very paced, you know, and yeah, but it's oh, what a flick. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Huge fan, huge fan, man. And it's like I, yeah, you're right. Like I, you know, I also connected with like Patrick, and also connected with like Colm. <laughs> like I just like connected with both of them. Like, oh. like just there's times where that stuff does happen, and um, and I mean I'm just happy my friends didn't chop off their fingers. And it was intense. <laughs> <laughs> Because they would have chopped off your fingers, brother. <laughs> like, they would have, like, I would have like, you're not going to do that. And then they do that. And I'm like, damn, this is it's not good for my mental health. Let me get Max in here. Because I got a dog. You know, I got Max. Yeah. He just reminds me of that donkey. Yeah. Yeah. No, he the donkey was like an emotional support dog for him. For yeah, sure. bro. It's like Max. It's like, it's, yeah. There's times where I'm drinking a pint and he's just looking at me. He's like, oh, okay. I got you. He's like, he's like <laughs> You want to rub my head? Yeah, you do. I ended up giving it a 97. Huge, uh, yeah. Yeah, 97 uh, pints of Guinness. Uh, since that movie, I've just been drinking Guinness now. I mean, I still drink my Bud Lights, but if I go to a bar, I'm like, you got Guinness on draft? Like, yeah, let me get one oh, of yeah, big one. Big big it up. Yeah. yeah, let's banshee it up. Uh, Three-word review, dude's being Irish. I just feel like it just... It's like as Irish as you could get, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, dude's being dudes? Dude's being Irish. You yeah, know? like yeah. It's just... They're, they're a different vibe, bro. You know, and everyone's getting trash. Like everyone in this little village or town or whatever is just drinking all yeah, the time. Well, they got none that bar do. is like keeping everyone alive. Yeah. It's all again. It's wild, bro. Nah, huge fan. Huge fan. Well, that's our top tens. 2022. Oh, yeah. We wrapped it up. Hell yeah, dude. Let's go. I'm excited. I love movies, man. I love I movies. Love movies, dude. I love movies. Are, I love is there it. anything in, that you've seen so far in 2023 that you're like, oh, this is top 10 worthy? Oh, for this year? Yeah, that's come out so far this year. No, I haven't seen anything, bro. I've been watching 2022 movies. Oh, man. Still. There's still stuff I got to watch. Like, There's a lot that I, I didn't. I didn't see After Sun. I didn't see Decision to Leave. Triangle Sadness. There's a bunch that I didn't see. Oh, Decision to Leave. That was pretty good. Yeah. And then, like, all, all Quiet on the Western Front, like, good movie, dude. It got nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. It was yeah. a good movie. German. Um, but for this year, no, there's... I know Megan came out. I didn't see that. That was all right. Someone told me it was, like, Chucky. Yeah. Like, they're like, it's, like, Chucky, and it's, like, this other movie. And I was like, eh, okay. And then, um, what else? There's there's one that just came out that I was like, oh, I want to see 80 for Brady. I'm all about that. <laughs> I'm trying to see that. That's like my dog for this year or something. You know? Okay. Well, Plane was good, but I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's going to be the top ten. And then, yeah, uh, Missing. I liked Missing a lot. I, I don't think I think it'll end up falling off a of top ten, but like I'd be comfortable. I'd be comfortable right now. Like if it were like my number eight, like I feel like that makes sense, you know. But I think by the end it'll fall off. 
see last year like we saw a jackass and it was like it was like in january or something yeah. or fab or something that was fe- early it was, february early february it was like early in the year yeah. like, like this is an easy top 10 yeah that was like that and x i think were like two consecutive yeah they were just both we were getting the 90s. blessed with movies bro like, yep let's go we were getting really good movies but right now no there hasn't been anything that um oh, i haven't seen anything of this year yeah i'm excited to get into it magic um, mike this this week Magic Mike, bro. I did like, I did like the second one. Oh yeah, second one's good. I'm worried first one was kind of intense. Yeah, well, Steven Soderbergh is back directing this one, and he directed oh, the first man. one. So I feel like the fun of the second one's going to be gone. And it's just going to be the intensity of the first one. And if that's the case, I don't want to watch an intense movie about male strippers. I want to watch a no, fun dude. movie about male. I want to watch a fun one. Yeah, the road trip one. Yeah. So let's. Uh, well, next time we get together, let's rewatch Magic Mike Double XL. I'm down. All right, let's do it. All right, brother. Huge fan. Yes, sir. Uh, until next time, catch you guys later. Peace.